And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Tuesday show. My name is James Chen, and I am joined once again by the dynamic duo besides me, David, and I was gonna say, it's what? Tubo. No. <laughs> I'm having an excellent day. Thanks a lot for hanging out, everybody. What about you, Tubo? You know, I am. I am psyched i'm pumped i'm stoked what other my, word my you can day use for hype wonderful. i am all of those things oh and, my God. Uh, yeah i'm really anyways, excited i James just ruined all my excitement tubo's day do... has been very has been you know going well on porpoise right so there you go so okay all right there well we there go. you go there's a thing that happened uh, let's talk about what we're going to be talking about today here's <laughs> the lineup as you can see on the side we have an announcement i've just learned just right now i found out about that wow amazing i'm sure i'll find out more shortly number two we'll talk about biken in sam show we'll talk about mortal Kombat, and i don't know maybe some rumors are happening where we have guest proxy on we'll be talking about marvel we'll be talking about tampa never sleeps and also this announcement that's coming up uh, we'll have viewer questions. There's a sorted other news to get to, character trailers, that kind of stuff. We'll talk about some tournaments that happened. We'll talk about some tournaments that will be happening, upcoming. And then we have a pretty good number of mailbag questions today. So I'm looking forward we to really that do. side of things. But let's begin by talking about whatever's going on on the side up here. Uh, uh, Ultra Chen TV announcement. Yeah, what how the what order, could it be? What order That's not I... something we've done very often. All right, do we want to do a drum roll? How dramatic do we want to make this? Just, you just know? run just it. Just run thing. it. Just let All the people right, have fine. it. Actually, let me go use the bathroom first. I need to... No, just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Announcement of an announcement of an announcement. Da -da -da -da. Announcing the Ultra Chen TV Commentator Cup. A commentator-only invitational... For Guilty Gear Strive, we are exactly. going to be running our own event, our own tournament, and yes, the announcement is David is pregnant. That's why he is wearing the egg shirt. It is it is a symbol. I that... like. Wait, hold on, James. I like how the chat is already saying, "Say Jam getting the dub." Say Jam, baby. You guys don't even know if Say Jam is in this. Yeah, you what, don't even you, know. How are you saying? Come on, you don't even man. know. How do you know that we haven't? Put Sejam out of the tournament because he's been blacklisted for telling us that you know the Ultra Ten TV. No, I'm just kidding. Uh <laughs> talking about our netcode. Yeah, he's he's talking about our netcode. Oh man! All now, right, let's show him the slides we got. All right, so boom, here we go. It is going to be September 17th at 5 p.m., 16 commentators, one night only, three out of five sets, double elimination, and here are the list of players. I am going to pause this here for you guys to see the 16 total people here. I realize now if I pause this, it doesn't look as good. Let me just grab the actual <laughs> slide over here. Yeah, you can here. just grab the slide. It's yeah, all good. Go. Look, here's the list. And I should let you know Ooh. that this is still mildly in flux because some people 
I guess have jobs and some people. Like one person, one person had maybe. a job. Yeah, and had so this ruined is, it for all of us. It's this is not entirely going to be accurate, but we will definitely find other folks to to play. You know, if if that is right. what happens. And, and uh, I do want to say I see some people in the chat talking about this already. Yeah, no Giuna, no Majin Obama, none of the EU players. The idea is that this is just going to be North America for now. So we weren't yes. like trying to be jerks and not including people like Tyrant and such, you know, oh, yeah. uh, C4. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, all these we want to make sure that they can actually play the game and show their stuff. And Correct. Playing people from Japan and North America is it's rough. Yeah, for sure. So um, here's here's the list. Uh, you may be familiar with many of them. Ryan Hunter, uh, Hell Pockets might have to drop out, but you know we'll get somebody else. Uh, but from Nola, job. You're probably familiar with as well. She's a great commentator. Uh, we had her on the show actually just pretty recently. Callisto uh, is uh, has been running his stream and commentating on his stream. BG Callisto for many many years at this point, and uh, is a good dude and a good player. We'll have him on here. That's going to be cool up there in Chicago. Sejam, somebody might have heard of. I think that somebody earlier was talking about this oh, guy. Weird. He might be pretty good. I guess we'll see. Cola, aka Saint Cola, but I think for formatting purposes that name didn't fit. So <laughs> Cola. Hold that, hold that, Saint. Cola. I mean, he could have used ST dot, right? I mean, not a chance, not a chance. Oh, Saint man. Cola uh, also has been commentating basically everything. Uh, Proxy, who we'll have on this show very shortly. So if you don't know who he is, uh, you probably do. But if you don't, then we'll have you know a whole thing talking about who he is. Stick around for that. Uh, Ski Sonic, one of the dudes who basically pioneered commentary in the yeah, I was FGC. Say, can we talk about how we drag Ski Sonic out of competitive retirement? I mean, that dude's been playing this game a lot. You know? I mean, he's he has. He's been practicing. He has been practicing, and he, um, he's he been commentating over at Xanadu as well. Uh, Ebonic Plague, which is one word, I guess, up there also for formatting <laughs> reasons, uh, is going to be planned in this. <laughs> so Ebonic Plague will be here. That's going to be very cool. Saki Sakura is a uh, Mortal Kombat NRS player and commentator. She's super cool. Uh, she's been playing a lot of Strive lately. We'll have her on. I'm really excited Callisto. about that. Callisto? Are we including TOs in this? I mean, come on. What is... What is... Hey, man, if the TO talks hey. on the mic more than most commentators, I think they call, <laughs> they call it as a commentator. I mean, for sure. And also, guess what, folks? You and I are TOs now because of True. this very event right here. Uh, Vicious, you probably know also. Lots of Street Fighter, but also he plays, like, basically everything, and he's been playing a lot of Strive. Uh, Jade Lynn is uh, probably best known for BB Tag, but other yeah. stuff as well. She's a big anime head. She's been playing this game a lot. Looking forward to that one. Uh, Clage as well. He's been playing gear since uh, the 1900s. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, back since in the, the 1900s. 1900s. Uh, very knowledgeable in the game. That's going to be cool. Mention... Raph as well. I've been playing did you, for did a Did you say Romanova already? I, I didn't remember. Yeah, if yeah, actually... yeah. Oh, okay. I okay. sure did. Yeah. Um, and uh, we had Raph on the show recently. So if you'd like to get a refresher about who he is, he's a very cool dude. Earth. Absolutely. Um, check out one of our, our recent shows. Uh, Sharpie will be on here. She's a big Skullgirls head, but also is a fan of lots of other stuff and, and is a super cool person. Very excited that she'll be on here too. And then Meta Abe, uh, been around for a very long time commentating. You might know him most for KOF, I guess, but also for other games. He's been playing Gear a long time himself and uh, is going to be and has been playing this game a lot too. It's going to be in there too. For sure. So it's a super cool list of players. Um, high five to everybody who is down to play. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, really looking forward to it. There's a little bit more info. Um, we have a Macharino going for this. We do. And uh, we'll have a link to that in 
the <laughs> YouTube the, notes. In the near future, we'll have uh, code as well, so you guys can add to the pot <laughs> for Definitely. free. Uh, but we're still setting up the event, so it'll be a few days. But we'll get it for you guys, and we'll, we'll definitely tweet it out and everything. <laughs> yeah, man. Yep, for sure. <laughs> Clay's Clay, more, Clay, more known for Clay's speed is just that gear. speed I mean, running guy. Oh. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, I think, I think it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. You can see it'll be on September 17th. That is Friday at 5 p.m. September 17th. Yep. Uh, it will be three out of five, of course. Double limb will be playing on the personal computer so that everybody can have the best frame data and frame rate possible. Yeah. Who's commentating the event? We're going to three way commentate at uh, Investigation Zone. So all three of us will be on commentary yeah. for the event. We're not playing, we're just commentating. So the three of us are not. We're going commentating to the, the commentators because yeah, exactly. at the end of the day, we stand above them all i mean that's that's the point of this we're just trying to prove to them that we're the greatest commentators while they're stuck playing all right? yeah, yeah and also this way we don't have to actually show how good or not good we may be at this video game that, you know we're that, getting that's easy true. On we this. don't want to embarrass Dude, all of gibby them. i had actually thought about that but get players to commentate you know and so you know <laughs> and especially try to get like the most inarticulate players possible that's gonna be that's gonna be awesome oh uh, yes that some is, people asking yeah. Um, hopefully, hopefully people will stream it on their own sides too. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. Um, so yeah, I mean that, that's the idea. Their own stream, uh, and they're going to be. I mean, if they want to, they're not obligated dang, to. They're but all, if they want all to, the they can stream their are, own side too. Dude, all the commentators are talking shit in the chat already here, dude. Man, Raph, I mean, they, we just said Raph was the. We just said Raph was the nicest person <laughs> in the world, and he's talking shit to Jadlin right now, and it's just like. Man. Who is also <laughs> maybe the nicest person on earth? <laughs> so. It's like Canada is going to war with Canada right now. With Sweden or <laughs> something like that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I, also, I think this is really cool. Um, oh, what, what's up, Tobo? I was just going to say, I mean, you can kill the graphic or say whatever you're going to say. I can add yeah. on to whatever you're – make your point. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say that what I don't want to do with this is to um, – is to make it seem like somebody uh, should be taken more or less seriously as a commentator because they win or don't win this event. Like, that is not the point of this <laughs> no, kind of thing. No, that's the whole point, point of this. Whoever wins is the ultimate commentator. The best right? player is the best comment. Yeah, no, we just, yeah. we just want to see who the best player is among these people. That's, that's all. Just a fun idea to hang out with some buddies and play some games and <laughs> all commentators have a good time, go hopefully. into our bard for commentating. <laughs> oh my god. Um, oh, and yeah, hope, hopefully we'll get them some cash. Hopefully the Macharino goes well. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, exactly. and the other hopefully thing the too, obviously uh, it's the commentator cup. And so it is definitely open up to future Street Fighter V tournaments, to future whatever game we feel like, right? So, it, you know, we will definitely open this up uh, for a bunch of other people. And I think that will be uh, really cool. I think that'll be fun. That's, if we that's can keep the this idea. Up and just keep doing this every once in a while, just so the commentators get a chance to show their stuff a little bit as well. So That's the game. idea, because... Uh commentators ain't no chumps all right just because we choose to talk about the game doesn't mean we can't play i mean james chen is an evo top eighter in in, in mario in mario kart, kart yeah <laughs> but it's still evo top hey, eight hey, hey, hey. all right okay to be fair at an evo west i did make top eight on winner side of hyper street fighter 2 okay let's go and i did it by by uh i think uh, did i was that the year that i 
I I can't remember. I I remember I took out a bunch of people, and there was one year where I almost beat Serlin, and I lost to him at Evo. But I think that year I might have beat him. I can't remember. Anyways, but top eight. Well, yep, winner side. The Evo fact West. is that at least a couple of these people in this tournament have, in fact, made a fighting game Evo top Absolutely. eight. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but you know, again, <laughs> the idea is not to. Uh, blow up people who don't end up winning this event. Hopefully it goes well on that front. If we see that kind of stuff, we're going to tamp it down, definitely. That's that's not the goal. Uh, just trying to have fun and play some video games. Yeah, I think it'd be great to do in the future, as you guys were talking about. We're doing it for Guilty Gear right now, because, you know, it's the game. It's like the current meetup game. Like, everybody's playing Gear. From whatever, like, fighting game scene you're in, a lot of us are playing Guilty Gear. Uh, so th- it makes What's this one a really right nice, easy way to go. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, um, and yeah. Just... In, the, in the future, that might be some other game. In the future, maybe it's a game that isn't necessarily the meetup, but you know, still does have its own its own legit scene too. Right. And just as a note, September seventeenth is indeed a Friday, so we will be running this on a Friday, mostly because a lot of these people here have obligations on weekends uh, for yeah. obvious reasons, uh, and so we're running on on a Friday to make sure people have the best chance to be able to make it. You know, unlike some people like yep. Hell Pockets who have to uh, fucking Hell Pockets got a job or whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, know. I tell you right now, he's definitely sweating this tournament right now. So you know, <laughs> as a person who CEO has... top eight Hell Pockets, Hell Pockets coward who All never right. sat at a chair for more than two minutes without leaving it sopping wet. <laughs> that is actually facts. That That's is... why I said he. If you have to commentate yeah. after Hell Pockets, it's the worst. Just just don't sit on his side. No matter what Seg tells you, sit on the other side. Yeah. We're being yeah. absolutely truthful about this. He sweats a lot, and he's got yeah. a lot of hair. And so yeah. if he puts a headset on, it's, it's so going to become just you slippery have to wet. Get the, get, the, get the disinfectant wipes afterwards. So, you know. <laughs> All right. So before we run out of time here, uh, we have a Discord, obviously, to organize. And also just for the, the commentators to, to talk, right? Yeah. Um, well, today, it just so happens, as we were getting ready to announce, some players decided that they were going to talk some shit. Um, and I, I, I promised them that I would read some of these out loud. <laughs> oh no can we make so, it so that anybody can view it but not write in it <laughs> uh, i mean can, but maybe maybe okay, later okay. yeah exactly um so sharpie decided to start off with violence saying i'm really excited to show everyone who hasn't played Skullgirls how inferior they are in video games because of it also uh if she wins she wants a trophy of ram's feet so I hope you're ready to make that on your 3D printer, David. Uh, Abana and, and you know what? It's actually it looks what, ready to go. It's yeah. actually it's actually going to be like just uh, sheep feet. It's going to do like goat hooves and stuff like that because it's ram's feet, right? So Ugh. Ugh. even worse, maybe. <laughs> All right, that's even weirder. Uh, Bonic Plague says his skills in Smash Brothers Brawl are the reason he's going to win. I feel like he's shit-talking himself, but that's what he told me to say. Hey, man, as a former Brawl tournament competitor myself, <laughs> you never know, maybe he trips his way into winning one of these things. Uh, Hell Pocket said, You're I'm tripping, a coward David. and I quit the tournament, so there's that. Uh, Raph, the nicest guy in the world, says, 
my trash talk would have to be how I've been in the trenches with gear longer than most of you ever knew what Guilty Gear was. And I've forgotten more about Guilty Gear more than you will ever know, especially you, Ryan Hunter and Clage. <laughs> so there hold may that. be some slight editing here by Tubbo. So hold that. Uh, Jalen says I'm terrible at trash talk. Uh, and Saki Sakura says, can you mention I'm coming for St. Cola? Ooh, that's my beef. He just plays Leo and I got to defend the Anji game. Let's go. Okay. I like the specific okay. trash talk. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, a matter of fact, right when we announced, right when Cola joined the chat room, immediately people were like, I want to play against Cola. So he apparently has a target on his back. And you know what? He deserves it because he plays Leo. It's true. This is true. Just like all the May players out there, right? So. Totsugeki! You see, I saw the the person, person I trust the most, FAB. Put May as like third best character in the game. So they, oh, you know. what a dummy! It sh- it shows it shows that he plays pot. <laughs> I think he's on pot with those those breakings. That's the announcement. It's cool. We're gonna be really looking forward to it. Hopefully, it goes well. Hopefully, it'll be fun. I'm I'm sure it will be. Um, but yeah, again, we'll have a link to the Metrino when that is ready to go. We hope to pump that up and get these folks a little bit of cash at least. Spread that around a little bit. Uh, but again, they'll, uh, if they want to, are, are welcome to stream their own path as well. So check that out if you're curious. Yeah, yeah. Can I, can I, can I point out that Tubo just accused someone of being on pot? Sure did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think I, I would know better than most. <laughs> I, just, just I think I can some... spot them out. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, that should All be right. exciting. Really good stuff. Uh, let me bring up this thing one last time over here. Uh, once again, Guilty Gear Strive is going to be the game with the 16 commentators, September 17th at 5 p.m. Pacific time. It will be three out of five sets, double elimination. Uh, we won't stream all the matches or we will be there forever, but you know, the winner side, we will stream as many of the matches as we can, of course. And that will be on Ultra Chen TV. So look forward to that. And once again, the players are Hell Pockets, Ryan Hunter, Romanova, Vicious, Sejam, Saint Cola, Proxy, Ski Sonic, Ebonic Plague, Saki Sakura, Callisto, Jadlin, uh, Clage, Raph, Sharpie, and Meta Abe. Cool. Yeah, boy. All right. All right. Very good. Well, let's move we on did. to the next topic then. Oof. Biking good to go. Has joined Samurai showdown indeed this was was the character that (laughs) they had uh said was going to be a guest character from guilty gear most people guessed it was going to be biken and uh biken indeed it is she came out and is playable now and uh i haven't had a chance to directly mess with her i've watched uh olaf mess with her talked with him a little she seems good (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she seems really good now her damage is definitely a little tempered compared to other characters but they just gave her combos like she can do jump 
jump slash into jump dust like she could before at any point in time and it combos and uh she seems like she has a lot of really strong potential her parry you just hold the parry and it just like parries everything so if yoshitora does giant seven sword thing you just activate parry hold the button and goes clink 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 and then she's just through the whole thing and then she can murder you with the command she seems really 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 good well uh, talk to me about like how her options from gear like made it into this game i guess you just talked about a couple but like how how did that how did it go dude they just like put her in there like exert it's the exert style so obviously if you know biken xx biken very different than exert biken uh x biken xx biken just had alpha counters all day you know guard reversals and stuff like that you blocked your alpha countered uh dead angles i guess you'd call them for the guilty gear uh side they i think what they thought in exert was that if you had the ability to you know be able to uh alpha counter into yrc <laughs> like you'd be able to kill everything way too much so they changed her so that now the only way she can get access to her moves was by doing parries so she had a parry and then uh if you got the parry trigger you can do it but they also added the fact that biken has always had a command run that had armor on it but in exert you could cancel the run into one of her parry follow-ups now so before all those moves were locked behind the uh, alpha counter and now in exert you could do command run into one of those moves so if you did it fast enough it was basically like you were canceling directly into those moves that's the biken that they brought over to samurai showdown so she can just do run into you know one of the follow-ups and such but sure enough, she's got the tatami mat. Like if she combos into the tatami guy, she, like it pops you up. Then she could do jump slash into dust. She gets juggle combos huh. off of that. And uh, she's got the claw that she had from Samurai. She has a uh, from... e, basically. She has an amazing jab anti-air. Huh. Yeah, she's, she's like, they gave her a 6P. Yeah, I think yeah, she can. Basically, is, yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, she... her anti-air is ridiculous. She looks really good. <laughs> like, I feel like she has the most options. You know what I mean? Like, Samurai Showdown, obviously, you know, it's 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 very well known and intentional. The characters are pretty, you know, toned down a little bit. But Biken feels like she's got a lot of stuff now. Again, on 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 top of all that, it just feels like like she intentionally doesn't do a lot of damage individual hits like you do normally get in Sam's show because she is going to get long combos and stuff like that. So, so pretty sure I, I feel like she's going to be good. I feel like she's going to be good in the game. So that's cool. Um, any thoughts from people about um, whether they find her interesting? I mean, is she, is she good? And she sounds cool to me the way that you're describing her. I mean, to be honest with you, one of the most fascinating things, I mean, from an aesthetic standpoint, mm. you know, we haven't actually seen like a, th- like, if you think about it, she went from being sprites into a game that emulated sprites. So this is like right. the first time yeah. we've actually gotten to see her as a 3D model. And they mm. did a really good job. It feels like they imported her almost directly from Exert. And like, even though the there's, you know, obviously in between frames and stuff like that, it looks like they mimicked a lot of them. Like someone actually put her wind poses from Exert and from Samurai Showdown next to each other. And it looks exactly the same. So it, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I saw that. And honestly, I thought that it looked really good. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, I think most people do seem that she's really fun, you know, to lab and to mess around, you know, as a one player uh, in training mode a lot because uh, currently there's no other way to play Samurai Showdown uh, yeah. outside of one player training mode. So, you know, yeah. That's, uh, I hear you. <laughs> that, that, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she's she's anyway, really cool. cool. And I would be, I mean, me and Olaf are probably going to try to sit down and mess with her a little bit. Also learn Amakusa and Hibiki a little bit more as well. Try them out. So, because we haven't really even had a chance to mess with those characters for pretty obvious reasons. <laughs> okay. Well, I also know that there was a patch. Do you yeah. have much intel on what happened there? So they didn't really do much in the patch. I mean, uh, they did kind of some of the things that were to be expected that Am- Amaksa and uh, and uh, Hibiki got tweaks because they're the two newest characters. They're probably mm. not as balanced people finding stuff with the characters that they weren't expecting bugs or whatever like that. But honestly, nobody else really got any changes except Jubei. <laughs> huh. Randomly, Jubei got a bunch of quality of life changes, like his parry huh. recovers faster and stuff like that. And I mean, Jubei was a character who was always top tier in this game. But as time went on, they nerfed him little by little and he kind of fell off a little bit. He he kind of hit that mid-tier point where he kind of lost a lot of the juice while everybody else got more juice. Like characters like Sogetsu, who were like super weak when he first came out, are like ridiculous now. And uh Rimururu, who was really bad, is like super good yeah, now. Yeah, and so uh Jubei, since they nerfed him based off of the early stuff he kind of fell down. So it's weird that they targeted just him to buff, but there it is. So, okay. okay, So people are saying they buffed Amaxa like crazy. Okay. There you Mm. go. So there you go. Cool. All right. Nope. Anything else to say on this? Uh, no, I think that's about all I've got here, but, uh, yeah, too bad. We can't, player online anyways let's go to the next thing here let's go to the next <laughs> okay thing. dude it's right. like it's so hard not to talk about that That's i hear just the thing. it's so frustrating because uh like i said i want to enjoy this game but like it's hard man i hear you oh people are saying bike and steam is amazing oh yeah yeah they made a brand new theme snk did i'm pretty sure uh just for that character so that i i don't i can't recall of like a complete new brand new theme being made for a guest character before like that. <laughs> like usually they remix an existing theme, you know, but this one is uh, completely new from my understanding. Huh. Oh, interesting. Okay. That is okay. cool. I could oh. be wrong. It's my understanding. This is what I read online. I'm believing Twitter. Twitter has let me down before. Always tells the truth. Always. Yeah, very exactly. Nothing yeah, but truths on Twitter. One of the main things about it. All right. Speaking of other assuredly, absolutely correct stuff. That definitely can't be wrong. There's a rumor that NRS, NetherRealm Studio, is going to be focusing on Mortal Kombat again. Now, we talked not long ago about MK11 being announced to have no more changes. Like the, the development cycle on it is done. They announced that. Uh, and so immediately we were like, oh, what's next? Is it Injustice 3? Is it the previously rumored 
uh, Marvel-related fighting game that some people were talking about? I don't know. Is it another Mortal Kombat? I think I think we mostly thought it was like Injustice, maybe, or like the this whatever this rumored game is. And now the rumor is that it's Mortal again. That it's Mortal Kombat 12 is what they're working on. So sure. here's here's the genesis of this. So a while back, uh, this is some months ago, there was a rumor that WB Games was going to be sold off um, from I believe AT and T and if it had, then NRS might no longer have the licenses to the DC characters, in which case, how are they going to make Injustice, which is all DC characters, right? Like, that's, that's, that's the rumor. That's, like, the kind of backstory here. That's, that's owned yeah. by Warner. Um, that didn't happen, right? That was, the, that was the sort of culmination of it, at least to the best of our knowledge, that they have not been sold off, and I don't know if that's in well, works or anything anymore, well, but, you know, well, there's no real reporting shoot. on that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I'm, cleaning there, my, I'm cleaning my windows here, and I think I might have accidentally started playing the audio of "I Am Big Billy, uh, the Cat." So I don't know if you guys have seen that before, but no I idea what you're talking about. And I maybe I'm cool with leaving it like that because okay. yeah, dude, it's an amazing uh, right. video. I'll link so you guys if the it's not injustice. <laughs> Maybe the thought is, according to the rumor, that it's actually Mortal Kombat 12, that they're going to go straight right. from MK11 to MK12. I mean, this is not unheard of for this studio, or at least for the predecessor to it, which was making like basically only Mortal Kombat games for, for a while before, before Injustice and before um, MK versus DC. So it wouldn't be like the first time, I guess. That's still a Mortal Kombat game. I guess that's true, yeah. <laughs> well, it's using, using DC there. stuff. I don't know. Yeah. What it's, what do you what do you think about this? Does this have any purchase for you guys? I mean, the thing that's confusing to me is if this is the case, you know, they they there's obviously precedent out there for fighting games to live many many years. Street Fighter being in its 6th year, Tekken 7 being on its 97th year right now. Um, you know, to me, it's surprising that they wouldn't just keep working on 11. However, maybe that's just because WB now officially, you know, they officially own everything MK11. And so for them to actually keep working on Mortal Kombat, they have to start a brand new game so that everything is, uh, under their yeah, studios. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, that's. I don't necessarily buy that the reason they would be working on Mortal Kombat 12 is just because AT&T was talking about buying them out. I don't think you make big corporate decisions based on rumors or discussions. You don't make those decisions until the contracts are signed. Um, at least I, I would imagine. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't own a giant business, but that's what I would imagine, right? <laughs> uh, so I, I don't buy that. But I do buy that they're working on Mortal Kombat 12. Why the hell not? Mortal Kombat 11 sold like 8 million copies. Go, you know, get collect the bag or whatever kids say nowadays. Like it, that I makes mean, total sense to me. What if what if the 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 Marvel rumors are true because they knew they were getting bought out and so they're just like, you know what? Let's go over. <laughs> I mean, the Marvel rumors could still be true. Obviously, we don't know anything about this, but um I mean, I I don't think it'd be too weird if internally they were not sure whether the studio was going to be sold. And I don't just mean NRS. I mean, like the people who, like WB, like WB was in talks, I guess, or AT&T was at least. Um, so there's, there's uncertainty there. They have to be working on something. MK11's done. What is it? May, may, maybe it's Marvel. I don't know. Or maybe it's, 
something else that they have to scramble for. And if it seems like the stuff that they had planned to do, if it had been the plan to do injustice, if it seemed like that like wasn't going to be available, even if there's like a reasonable chance of that in the future, I could imagine them making the decision to not engage with that. Uh, I don't know. I think this doesn't seem very likely to me, I guess is my take. I don't have a great reason for that other than um, we previously had the rumor that the Marvel thing is happening. Um, and, yeah. you know, I, I, again, I don't have any info on that. I haven't read any more rumors about that, but I just think it's weird to have like a rumor like that. And then a rumor like this, that's just a complete 180. Um, and nobody knows. I don't know if anybody knows anything that's behind these rumors, right? Like maybe this is just completely out of whole cloth. Um, but may, one of those can't be true like and i'm already on board with the previous one as we (laughs) talked about before but you know if it is mortal kombat 12 we got some questions on the 5-5 matchup thing that were like related to this and so i just rolled them into this all right guys say that it's mortal kombat 12 that's what's coming out for sure give me your ideal roster for Mortal Kombat 12, name for me all of your favorite Mortal Kombat characters sure. that you want to see in Absolutely. Mortal Kombat 12. I want to see the flame guy that's on fire in the Mortal Kombat 1 pit stage. I want to see him <laughs> finally be playable. I want to see Meat come back. Meat has to come back. I mean, that's a staple of Mortal Kombat. Um, <laughs> Bo Raicho, but instead of him being a human, he's just a giant floating fart this time. So that's like my dream Bo Raicho. Uh David, who are you, who would you want to see? Yeah, I'm looking for maybe Mocap. Mocap was a good okay. guy. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he was a classic from the three D era, of course. Uh, All very right, important look, in the storyline. <laughs> Am I gonna be the only one with the serious answers here? Look, bring back Probably. Leo Kang, Kong Lao, Scorpion, I mean, yeah. Kata- no. I mean, obviously the thing about it is uh I think what we've been discovering with fighting games a lot of times is, you know, a lot of fighting games out there have tried to do big roster, you know, uh, shakeups. And it just feels like it's never been a good idea, to be honest with you. So, you know, I, I feel like bringing back a lot of the, the, the main cast is, is, is the right thing to do, right? Just make sure you have the core guys in there. Liu Kang, Kitana, you know, not Melina. She's dead. I don't care what happened yeah. in the in Eleven story. She's dead, so she's not coming back. But, you know, bring back Kong Lao, bring back... Uh, Kong Lao is for me. That's my personal one, because I, I... He's, he's, always he's likely. He's a, he's a fan favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I but, mean, fan, fan favorites like Katana, Johnny, Sonya. I mean, there's a good, good list of characters in there that are in, if not literally every game, almost every game. Uh, Cole in, Young, in yeah. Cole Young is Cole. probably going to show up. Probably. That would actually be cool. I, I, would, I would like it if Cole Young showed up. Yeah. I really hope that character never comes back in any form of media. I mean, he's he's going to show up. He he's was like one of the to... worst parts of one of the worst movies I've ever seen. He's going <laughs> he to display his, yeah. he's gonna display his arcana, and he's going to be able to, uh, you know, uh, yeah... But, uh, I mean, yeah. I think adding a bunch of new characters uh, would work. But, like I said, just make sure you do it like the Street Fighter Five style, temper it with bringing back other characters. Because if you look back at it, Street Fighter Three came out. Despite what everyone might tell you, Street Fighter Three was one of the biggest, like, bombs. Like, 
that could possibly Yeah, it have... was the bomb, dude. It was the bomb. <laughs> it was the bomb. You know bomb. you're a Street Fighter 3 player one. I mean, a lot of people actually told me that, you know, when Soul Calibur, you know, switched the, 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 a lot of the characters to their kids, that people weren't as interested in it as much, you know, uh... Characters in fighting games for beloved franchises are beloved for a reason, and it's just not a good idea. Every time you try to do a wholesale switch, whereas you have games like Virtua Fighter, which is like, hey, it's the same cast every single time, and like the players in Japan love it. So, you know, like I changing your roster drastically is a bad idea doing a half and half i think is is the right way to go basically so that's how mk11 was mk11 was right mm-hmm. uh, most of the characters have been in many games most of the characters who were introduced in mkx were in this game and then they brought back game uh, characters that they hadn't had in an iteration or right. two uh, like Baraka, Sindel, um, there's probably more of that. Yeah. Uh, and then and then they came up with how many new ones? Not that many. Garrus, Cetrion. Sure. That, yeah. Is that it? Like it's very. It's really Robo-Cop. just Robocop. Yeah, that's a brand. <laughs> okay. no, that's... Yeah, and then they always have their '80s action movie characters. collector yeah. and collector. collector of course. There you go. Yeah, yeah. But, so yeah. so really, really just only two. three. It was only just the three then on launch, huh? Now that now that I think about and it, and those are really all launch as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Those are just those three. Dang, okay. But yeah, I mean, I, that's the right way to go. But, but Gears, Gears is super cool. I think a lot of people really like that character. Cetron is really cool. I think a lot of people like don't like playing against her. I mean, that's how I felt about Garrus at she, first. She's a popular character otherwise, so she's very that's, cool. That's, that's how I felt about Garrus at first. <laughs> In season one, I was not I a fan. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I remember I've been mad about Garrus. Uh, collector, yeah. five people play him on Earth. He's a good character. <laughs> Nobody's seen him in two years on Combat League. I don't know why. He's really he's good and fun, but he's just he he's one of those niche characters, you know. Dude, he looked really buff in 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 the most recent What If episode, but that's another story. Okay, anyways, um, uh, haven't seen spoilers. Any okay, wow, spoilers. The Dang, awesome. is, I can't, I can't believe none of these, spoil, right, what right. none of these people have seen David. it yet. None Watch of them you, on Twitch.tv forward slash. None of you people have said that's not even a dude. Spoiler, I, I just not. saw the third episode of uh, Loki. I'm a little bit behind. Oh, okay. Listen, okay. David's very busy sorting his mapping globe collection. Okay. I actually spent two hours creating a map for myself yesterday. All right, what everybody. Tell, yeah. Thanks a lot for hanging out for this first part of the Ultra 10 TV Tuesday show. We're going to have a break, and when we come back, we are going to bring on Proxy, who will be talking to us about his background, Marvel 3, Tampa Never Sleeps, and of why he's going to go 0-2 on the Commentator Cup. The Commentator Cup. I wasn't going to talk shit, but... Apparently, that's Apparently, the David O2 call from David. Smack already. David's talking all this crap because he's this. not participating. I maybe yeah. next time, maybe next time, Street Fighter Five and a YouTube play, and I just commentate with someone else. Look, dude, I could have played in this. I I wouldn't have won this, but yeah, <laughs> yeah you could have played, played in it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I wanted. I I I was at first. I was like, come on, we all have to play, right? It, it, we have to be well, in this. But funny thing, James Chen, we just had an opening on the roster because Hell Pockets has to drop out. So if you if you want a spot, you know we can give you a spot right now, James. If you want that spot, it's yours. Let me think about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, I want the answer right now. Is James Chen in? Don't make the people wait. 
Look, I haven't played the game in like three weeks. You got so, a month to practice. Uh, you got plenty of time. You got Speaking three, of time, let's go to the break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's All go right. to break. All right, we'll be back. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Tuesday show. We have our guest here ready to go, so let's go ahead and bring him on here. There we go. Proxy, welcome, up, Proxy, to the welcome Ultra Tree. Chen show, and uh, hope you're doing well right now. Dude, yeah, always doing well. What was it? David, what was that on the, the transition? What do you mean? I need an explanation of some kind. It's just <laughs> our body, zero and two up what front. What do you mean? What happened? Oh, that I, was that was actually that was Brock. I, that wasn't me. Oh, okay, okay. That, well, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Brock is the one <laughs> who I mean, usually I would say something like that, but we yeah, have video evidence Brock. that that didn't happen. I don't. I don't think so. I probably. Casmer, not. Oh, that's Casmer, not, that's not Casmer not can you edit Tubo moving his mouth when that uh, when David That'll says the so over yeah. yeah. What do you mean? There's no reason to change it. That's how it already. Well, was. Oh, I mean, right. Yeah. I meant to type that in the editing chat. Right. That's right. All right. Yeah. Cool. Well, okay. uh, hey, thanks a lot for coming on to <laughs> chat with us. Um, when we bring people on, I always think it's cool to first begin talking about like how you got into the FGC. How did you start playing fighting games, and then okay. how did that turn into you taking fighting games competitively and seriously okay so uh i think the big one for me was that i started where a lot of people uh started i was playing at uh, woodleaf lanes in salisbury north carolina playing marvel 2 at the bowling alley i feel like a lot of people have that same story wherever their bowling alley is right so uh <laughs> as the closest local arcade that i could play in playing marvel 2 there uh different things like that and i was always really into sports uh did a lot of sports track football whatever it was at the times and then um my uh, going through high school was playing a lot of Smash Brothers. I was uh, playing Brawl for a very long time, played competitively here in Florida for a while. And uh, my senior year of high school, I actually hurt my leg really bad. I, uh, I bust, I blew out my left ankle really bad running track. And um, That'll do it. I really needed like a competitive outlet very badly. Like it was uh, a huge missing part to me. And uh, I had been playing Brawl so much, so I uh, ended up uh, stumbling over uh, to plan trade in tampa actually which was the store that tong lee shout out to the homie mr tong himself used to own uh played a couple brawl tournaments there uh as i played in those it was one of those ones where i was the best of my friends uh was uh, <laughs> myself showed up a uh, single elimination tournament uh two games in a row to someone that nobody even at the tournament knew so it was just like a random who was better than me just randomed me out and i was wow. like wow and I was tight. I was like, Body. I'm the type of person where when I am not immediately good at something, I usually will like feel kind of discouraged. But it was the first time where I was like, dude, that sucks. I'm, I cannot let that happen again. <laughs> so it started, like, the fire kind of lit, started getting a little more serious. And then uh, Street Fighter 4, man. Street Fighter 4 is what really pulled me uh, even farther into, I guess, like the more like traditional like 2D fighter uh, kind of archetype. I had already played, I had always played Marvel 2. I'd played a little bit of Marvel uh uh, one, but Street Fighter Four is what really got me going. Uh, watching, uh, I guess, like the the evolution from there, like the. Uh, mm. uh, I think my earliest memory of spectating was like the 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 Balrog swap, uh, Justin versus Daigo, things like that. <laughs> so like things yep. like that are what yep. uh, like come to my memory when it comes to uh, getting straight into it. So uh, yeah, Dude, after I mean, all that, it just pushed me forward. 
How many stories now? I mean, we should almost have a, we should get Glenn 2K, the game 2K to do a stat on this. And how many of our <laughs> guests here were originally sports players who have gotten an yeah. injury and gotten into video competitive gaming as a result, yeah. right? I mean. Yeah, we've, we've had quite a few. Yeah, because you're, you're in me. that. I mean, Brock also. Yeah, that happened yeah. to me. I mean, I had already been playing games. I'm sure you'd already been playing games oh, too. Of course. But, yeah. but like the, the more competitive focus was something that came to me after my body started falling apart. And and Brock, um, I mean, you you played competitive sports in high school as well. Sure did. So yeah, I think that yeah. is not I mean, an uncommon like, story. I mean, clearly, I was the most athletic kid at my <laughs> school all the time. But you know, at then at some point in time, I um I injured my pinky toe, and then that was the end of pinky toe. Yeah, that's a that that's a killer. Was, it's a killer yeah, injury. Bro. So you were you were uh, you were playing baseball then. I got it. You and uh, not, not to interrupt the interview, <laughs> but I see Jabril in the chat. And Jabril, I need to know what you do with that goddamn hat. Please oh tell me you threw God. that hat out. You guys need to leave him alone about that. Please hat, tell me dude. you threw that hat Let out, dude. Go, dude. Never oh, wear that you're again. Killing me. You're killing me. What? What? <sighs> well, maybe we'll talk about that when we talk about the the TNS stuff. Yeah, um, we'll talk about that with TNS. Yeah. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> You, you you feel like the competitive side is something that you need, like whether that was sports or whether that was games. What is it about competition that is so important for you? I don't know. I think that a lot of it was just that uh, growing up, I had a dad. Uh, both of my parents were both uh, very, um, very competitive with what they did. My father was a D1 uh, football player. My mother was a speed skater who was like good enough to qualify for the national team at one point. I have like my family is very athletic. That's always what they've done. So I felt the need to be like, if everyone else in my family is doing these very competitive things, like standing out, like, I got to do it too. Like, there's no way I'm going to let them show me up when it comes to stuff like that. So this, so I guess it was more just um, watching people around me be so successful with competing uh, made me want to do the same, like, very, very badly. Like, okay. Success feeds success, right? Seeing so, other people be successful makes you believe you can do it too, right? I mean, so, I mean, actually, here's an interesting question because, uh, you know, I'm always curious how this works, but like, what do your parents think of the, the, the video game hobby competing there and, and you know, playing uh, competitive uh, gaming like this? Do they encourage it? Do they, you know, that their competitive spirit makes them cheer for you, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, I think for my father mostly, uh, he was a uh, definitely a non-believer. Thought it was a little bit of a waste of time. Uh, the more <laughs> I got into it, the better that I got. Uh, he did not believe in it in the slightest until um, honestly, he was not uh, super supportive about it until uh, commentary when he saw that I had found something that I was like a little more successful at. Because uh, as a player, I've made it out of pools a couple times. I'm no nothing to write home about. I am a, I am a, a solid enough player, but I'm not winning any tournaments. But once I started to find my niche, find what I wanted to do, find the things that made me happy about it, that's when he was like, oh, oh yeah, cool. this is cool. I'm glad that you're doing it. Like, stuff like that, yeah. Nice. So how nice. did you, um, how did you, what was it, let me, let me phrase it like this. What was it about Marvel that really attracted you to that game? Oh, I just like how fast <laughs> it is. I like how fast it is. I like the execution. I like that it's a spectator sport. I like that I can take someone who has never watched a fighting game and I can show them Marvel and it is exciting to them. They don't know why, but they just get it. Like there's this mm -hmm. like electricity mm -hmm. to Marvel that even if you don't understand what's going on, you understand that you're supposed to be excited about this, right? It has this like, <laughs> 
energy to it. It has an energy to it that like not a lot of other games have. Yep. And uh, so just having watched a lot of like, again, I watched a ton of Marvel 2, played a lot of it back like when I was younger. So transitioning into Marvel 3 was just a super easy thing. As soon as I heard that it was coming out, that was a wrap. I already knew that I was going to be committed to it. So there was just an easy transition. And then uh, 10 years later, I'm still rocking. Glad the game is still getting played. Uh, we say it all the time on TNS. Uh, we Even if there weren't a ton of players everywhere still playing, we would still be playing. We would still be meeting up at Tong's house. We'd go into the damn hookah lounge just playing <laughs> like we do. So uh, yeah. it's nice to have more people getting to play it with us. I mean, you know, there's all those like projects from, you know, fans of going and retrofitting rollback into their own games. I wonder if <laughs> yeah. there's like people who mm. might actually want to do this to Marvel three. Cause look, man, this... we've, we've tried looking into that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not that easy. It's real, okay. real, real hard. Okay. Cause Marvel so, three like, is a game that will not die for very good reasons. Oh, obviously. We will not let it. Yeah. And, uh, God, it, it would deserve it so badly. So yeah, I was gonna say Jason is a person to talk about with that. Yes. He's he's been like spearheading these type of operations, and <laughs> even just getting a model swapper in the game has been tough. It's been very so, difficult. Yeah, there's been a it's whole not lot. it's not easy to mod. It is not an easily moddable game. <laughs> uh, then obviously it probably means that the game was not designed very well for DLC either. Oh no. <laughs> uh, DLC on disc, you know. Oh man, mm. yeah. I don't think they knew how that worked back then. So, oof. Uh, I'm I'm curious if you feel like there is uh, like there are any similarities between why you like Marvel and why you were playing sports before injury. I don't know. Uh, I think maybe part of it might just be again like kind of the uh, the electricity to it. Uh, yeah. I mean, my main sports were like mostly like football and basketball, and that's another thing where it's like when it is like clutch moments in football, you see somebody. Do, uh, just doing whatever they do, whether it's football, basketball, any sport, honestly, that there's like moments where even if you do not know the technical side of it, you just get it. Like something is exciting. You see everyone else getting exciting and it rises something in you. I think it's kind of a, the same thing with Marvel. Like I said, it's the, it's uh, just special in that way, at least as a yeah. game. Like some people are into fighting games for like the, the strategy of it or, or for the execution of it. But it sounds like you're in it more for, um, for the excitement of it, right? Like I'm, that here. Feeling, sure. I'm here for the feeling for sure. Yeah. Now, you know, you, you've been doing commentary for Tampa never sleeps then. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and, uh, yes. you know, how, how did you get start started down the commentary road and how did, I mean, you said you met, you know, Tong early on, but how did you end yeah. up in this role for Tampa never sleeps? Uh, so as far as commentary goes, it really started for me as just a uh, thing I enjoyed doing. A couple small little tournaments here and there. A huge shout out to my homie, I believe is still in chat, Mr. Admiral Funk, used to run little uh, Mario Party tournaments, things like that. Just like little side <laughs> random, I promise, I promise. Little That's side awesome. random games all over the place. And he would. Uh, he eventually got to the point where he was like, let's stream it. Like, we might as well put it Dude. on. Just put the stream on. And I was like, Ian. Who else at this party knows this game better than me? Give me a mic right now. And it's Dude, just I'm going to I'm going to say this right now. <laughs> Commentating Mario Party has got to be one of the most fun things ever, dude, cuz you would just talk so much smack to everybody. Oh god. 
But yeah, it, it really started as that. I mean, it started out with like little random things like that, just uh, turning the stream on so that like us and our like 10 friends that just happened to not be able to show up to the event got to watch and we would just be like talking shit to them in the chat, talking about the mini games. Uh, people would ask questions about the games and we would explain them. And then uh, after that, he hosted a, uh, a Smash tournament. Oh my God. It was the first Smash tournament of Smash 4. Uh, it was a Thanksgiving one. Uh, he's in the chat. If he can, if he can remember the name, I'd love to hear it. But um, yeah, he hosted that, and they only had one person sitting down for commentary. And I was like, okay, well, I'll try. Sat down, started talking about Smash. Uh, obviously, at the time, was just saying words. Didn't really know what was going on. <laughs> didn't really have a plan about what was happening. I just was excited to be speaking to somebody. Just happy but, to uh, be here. Yeah, exactly. I was like, cool. I'm on camera. This is awesome. And then. Uh, it really just kind of rolled from there. I've always, and I, I, in addition to that, I've always been interested in like audio video stuff. I really like doing like, um, I, I'm one of uh, a million people in on the planet that has tried to do a podcast at some point. I've just love the sound of my own voice. So uh, <laughs> anything that I can do to uh, hear it more, I guess, I don't know. Dude, that's the, uh, so so. Uh, Definitely Admiral a plus says, if you do a podcast and like the sound of your own voice, because I actually yeah, feel like a lot right. of people who I know who do podcasts or who do shows hate, don't like the yeah. sound of their own voice I at all. It. I I think that that is a thing that a lot of people struggle with is like early on when you're listening to yourself, if you're trying to do anything in like an organized manner, I think most people are just like, oh, I really sound like that. I mm. really sound like that. <laughs> but I was just, I guess for me, it was something that. Uh, it didn't last very long. I just, I, uh, I saw it as like, uh, okay, well, I don't like it, so how can I change it to like it, right? I just think about it like I think about anything else, right? Yeah. Hmm. You know, I, I, still really I, I still don't like the sound of my own voice, but... Maybe oversimplified uh, in the way I think about it, but that's usually how I'll, I'll try my best. Obviously, you can't be exactly how you want to be all right. the time, but I try, I try as much as you can to think about it in ways where it's like, this Dang. is what I don't like. How can I change it? What can we do? Right. So, yeah. so wait, hang on. You actually meant it because Admiral Funk says it was called Smash Giving, and Smash it was giving. literally yeah. the release of Smash Four. So yeah. you guys were when you said like the first Smash Four tournament, like you yeah. mean it was literally the first oh, Smash like, Four tournament. It was like midnight release. And he rented out the pool house next to his apartment, and we played like the next day. That's so like, cool. It was, yeah, it was like immediately because he had big plans for that. We again, we had all played brawl together for a very long time. Uh, Interesting. But yeah, that was like it was straight away. He was like, "I'm hosting a tournament. Everybody's coming through, and every single Smash player anywhere, like just Central Florida in general, was like, bet I'm, I'm on my way." Started started <laughs> driving that night. They picked up their copies, got their setups, started driving to Ian's house. So that's so cool. <laughs> that's fun. So uh, t talk about your commentary style. Like, how would you describe yourself on commentary? What kind of stuff mm. do you try to get across on commentary? Like, what's your, how, I've, I've heard you, but I'm curious what mm. your personality, okay. what your take is on your personality. Uh, I think, well, I think a lot of it is mostly play-by-play. -play. I really do like doing play-by-play. -play. I, uh, when I watch a lot of uh, traditional esports, I watch a lot of, like, um, I was like I watched a lot of StarCraft, watch a lot of uh, like FPS games. I was okay. a big Halo head for a really long time. So yeah. uh, watching people play, uh, I guess cast these games, uh, I tried to as much as possible emulate like the FPS style in the beginning, where it's like uh, the FPS game is very much like uh, silence is golden when you know where to insert it, right? It's uh, it's it's like a mastercraft in FPSs when casters know when to stop talking and let the gameplay just happen. That was like, I guess, my first thought process on it. But I'm definitely more of like a play-by-play -play guy. And, and as I've done it more, as I've like, I guess, experienced and 
found uh, my niche, it's turned more into like a uh, definitely like hype play-by-play type of person. I have a little bit of analysis here and there. I like to think of myself as like a jack of all, but definitely leaning more on the uh, calling the action kind of side. Yeah, for somebody who says that they got into fighting games for the excitement, I I hear that in your voice. That definitely <laughs> seems like it comes across. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's one of the things is uh, I don't know. I definitely uh, <laughs> try not to do it too much when we're in like the uh, the, the the TNS studio. But like I'm like on the edge of my chair, <laughs> like standing, like oh my god, like I'm very much like a. Uh, I don't know. I feel like if you are genuinely excited in what you're talking about, it comes across. Yes. So uh, yeah. it's yeah. best it's best to stay with things that you are actually invested in. Uh, when it comes to genuine excitement and genuine personality, uh, the more you are manufacturing that, the easier it is to tell. I think. Oh so yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's important about it's important to be yourself and do what you can. Uh, I think that that's a big takeaway from a lot of the big guys in the FGC. People like mm-hmm. like uh, like Sajam, like a lot of commentators that have been successful for periods of time. Is most of them are they're nothing but themselves, and you can just tell. That's right. good. Yeah, I, th- I think so, that's true for all of the major FGC commentators. I don't think any sure. of them is making it up. I mean, yeah, exactly. They uh, in some cases for yourself. It's... I've made up every single word I've ever said. <laughs> I'm thinking it right now, Bucko. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You've never said Bucko in your life. Um, so so oh yeah go for it no no i was about to say uh what other games besides marvel have you commentated like have you done any strive commentary have you actually done official like smash brothers like smash event commentary or anything like that uh the i have done a few smash tournaments i've done like uh, i did ceo a couple years ago uh dreamland actually the last dreamland before like everything happened with COVID stuff like that i was uh i was on there me and me and my homie bros mm, shouts right. shouts to the dude uh got to do some of the top eight there so i've done a bunch of smash uh whether it's ceo things like that or locals and then uh strive yeah tns runs strive so whenever we have those tournaments uh, i'm definitely sitting in for those whenever i can uh, looking to uh, do as many as, po- as possible. I'm really liking Strive as a game. It's a genuinely very enjoyable for me, so I'm trying to stick with it. I mean, and, it's uh, got that same kind of excitement mm-hmm. factor that you know mm-hmm. that Marvel Three has. So it definitely does. So yeah, a, a few games here and there. I like I like Dragon Ball a lot. Uh, I was very invested in Blaze Blue Cross Tag for a long time. Mm. Uh, it's a game that I have not been playing as often. Uh, just because the local scene has uh, kind of fallen off a little bit here. Obviously, again, there's COVID, things like that. But uh, yeah. as things come back, that's definitely a game I want to touch on. I just really like versus games, DBZ, <laughs> things like that. Totally. <laughs> yeah, BB Tag is a blast. I love um, how did how did the how did the TNS stuff start specifically with you? Uh, for me personally, uh, it was more just. I mean, I've told this story before on our stream. Uh, Tampa Never Sleeps kind of started as it has always been a thing. Tong uh, branded his tournament that because. Uh, uh, he used to host them, uh, the different locals, things like that, in his game store. So he had to wait until the game store was closed. So they would run. They would start at like 11 p.m. Eastern, end like 4.30 a.m. So people <laughs> would just like come through. Uh, it would be late night. Uh, it seemed like a fitting name at the time. So TNS kind of ran with that. Tampa Nerf Sleeps, it just happened to be an acronym that kind of rolls off the tongue too, which is nice. But um, for me personally, it was more just that uh, I was living with Tong at the time. We were roommates. And uh, he started streaming uh, Marvel 3 and uh, got on, like, the kind of the Parsec train and was like, I am going to do a eight-man tournament over Parsec just to see how it goes. Do you want to sit here and just, like, 
drink and talk shit to these guys while they're trying to play. And I was like, <laughs> there's nothing that I would rather do in my whole life than just sit yeah. here and drink and talk shit to these guys while they're trying to play Marvel. <laughs> Especially so, <laughs> Monday. Oh, of course. I mean, that's, that's just, I love Monday so much. But um, yeah, so we started, uh, we started doing that. And then as it, uh, as it progressed, uh, more people were like, yo, are you guys, is this an open bracket? And we were like, no, well, it's kind of invite only. Like, uh, it's a small bracket. And then it turned into 16 players. And with 16 players, it was the same thing. It was like, oh, well, we'll reserve the spots for the top three placers, but everybody else, you're on the waiting list. Like, we can't, we don't have the, the logistics to run, like, a bigger tournament than, like, 16 right mm -hmm. now. And then it just like step by step, and now and then it hit like over a hundred at one point. We have a full TO staff now. It is just wow. It is just everyone. <laughs> it is the ultimate. If you build it, they will come. People like Tong put in an incredible amount of work to build TNS, got the Marvel rolling, and people saw that there was a playable version Dude. of Marvel Online via Parsec and stuff like that, and they could not wait. It was just it, it built itself. Dude. Everybody was so ready to play. Not to mention yeah. we had just got been put on lockdown yes <laughs> for the pandemic right at that time so yeah. it kind of worked out because a lot of people were home to play on parsec yeah and, that, that, and that's what i was going to say that's about when i first i don't know if you guys had been doing it before but that's when i started being aware of it uh and and watching you guys occasionally and i'm curious whether you agree with tubble like was was in fact like the fact that we were locked down and we like actually couldn't do some of the big games, like current modern games just couldn't be played competitively really anymore if it's only online. Do you think that that whole situation had a positive impact in a way on the growth of TNS? I think it did, if only because uh, we had more time to invest. Obviously, like I've said, uh, I will I will <laughs> say it one more time before I just dote on it repeatedly. Uh, Tong Lee is the hardest working man on the planet. So he having more time to invest into it made it grow at a rapid pace because that guy is just, when it comes to production and stuff like that, you just let the genius work and do what he says. Tong is just amazing on that. But um, yeah, I think it did. I think people had more time. People were interested in playing Marvel. A lot of people got to see the game more uh, and be more interested. Uh, that and being able to play from home for the first time at like a playable connection was like a godsend to a lot of players. A lot of people don't have, like a good example was like Living Legend. Living Legend went to locals in like Michigan and stuff like that, who is a Chris player who has just blown up every, everyone, YouTube's favorite player right now. Just so <laughs> much fun to watch. He has, he has just blown up because he didn't get to play a lot of people like that. Playing on Parsec now, he's gotten like an incredible amount of experience and gotten to just show himself off. And I don't know. I think a lot of people saw opportunities like that and were like, I can do that. I can, I, I can be the one to, like, step up to these tournaments and win those. So I think that people having more time uh, and seeing uh, in lockdown that they had an opportunity to play, I think it definitely did have a yeah. pretty fun again, effect. I think it's, you know, must be mentioned, you know, just how much Marvel 3 is such a factor in that because everybody just, I mean... It's like, I don't know if anybody actually hates Marvel 3. Like, it feels like if anyone comes out and says, I don't like Marvel 3, like, everyone's just going to, like, kick them out of the FTC or something. Like, I feel <laughs> yeah. like it's like a riot. Yeah. They should be. Yeah. I know people who don't like playing Marvel 3, but right. I don't know yeah. anybody who doesn't like watching it, at least. Exactly. And, and you know, I think, it, you know, maybe the pandemic was a part of it. But honestly, you know, I just think 
how excited everybody's been to be able to play Marvel. I mean, look at we we had Ray Ray on here before, and he was just talking yeah. about how he was like, "Oh my God, I can play Marvel three online!" You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I mean, in some cases, depending on how you are, your connection can be better. If you're playing on PC and you have less than twenty ms connecting to servers, you're like playing PS4 offline because PS4 has the native lag to it. Yeah. So you're like, in some cases, you're playing like normal PS4. It's just, it's unreal to, to think that, that like in this year we get to play online Marvel that's like really, really good actually. This Marvel doesn't feel good. It feels like it has too little lag. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. oh man. So with, with Strive, you are mm. in the Commentator Cup. Thanks a lot for yes. playing. That's super cool. Of course. Um, right. So this... t- tell tell us how much you're going to get bodied 0 and 2. Like David said, you were going to go. Right? So... <laughs> yeah, I heard Tubbo where I said that you were oh, going I mean, to go. I mean, Tubbo. When Tubbo yeah, said you were going 0 and 2. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't think that's the case. I'm pretty confident here. I've got, okay. uh, I think that I do believe that I'm the only Potemkin player in the bracket. Which okay. Is a, a, which is a nice addition there. Automatically, I'm rooting for you now. So. Okay. I mean, everybody everybody has a plan until I'm plus 19 and I BRC forward. So we'll find <laughs> yeah. out what you know. What I'm saying like, we'll <laughs> we'll see what happens there. Don't get thrown. Is that's all it is. And that and can I just say I just gotta do it. I know you said uh, obviously like individual people you'd love to talk. What is Sharpie's problem with gra- as the only grappler player in the bracket? I feel like I have to defend the honor of the grapplers against Sharpie. Sharpie has this this hatred towards the gra- like the grapplers, and this is just I gotta be the hero. I gotta show everybody that it's not as bad as you think. You just you can come to this side and you can just kill people in two interactions. Why not as bad as you think? But it is what a seller. Yeah, it's not hey, listen, quite that listen. bad. I'm I'm a lot of things, but I'm not a liar. It's a little bad. But <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who don't like grapplers these days. They're getting really like a really bad, uh, bad reputation. I mean, these characters it used to hard. always be known as the struggle characters. And then there's some people, maybe even on the show, who maybe. don't believe grapplers are the most honest, footsie based and hardworking characters yeah. in all of fighting games. Well, yeah, yeah. all three of us, actually, I guess all four of us right now, play characters with command grabs. So That's I don't true. know who you could be talking about, but we've all made the choice to play characters who have what command full grabs. Screen. <laughs> Fact. I mean, that's like, that's like I, I, feel, I feel that side as well, though, because in Guilty Gear, I've played Axel in every game he was selectable until this one. This is oh. my first foray into Potemkin in Guilty Gear, at least. So I was, I was all Dude. Axel all the way through until here. I just saw the way he plays, and I was like, finally. I, this is this feels really good. Finally. Dude, Finally. you're like the you're like the East Coast Octopimp, man. Like you, you voice <laughs> Axel, but you play Potemkin, and now like you've been playing. You know, it's like it's weird. <laughs> yeah, what? Why the change? I mean, I play zoners and grapplers myself. That's what mm-hmm. I always do. But yeah, sure. um, is is that historically the case for you? Uh, I have a uh, I just like big normals. To be completely honest, uh, for every game, I just like characters that have a simple game plan 
and large normals because I have a tendency to overthink situations. So if I do not have to think as much about what I am inputting, wait, wait. I can think more about the overarching game plan and it will stop wow. me from grappling. Hey, uh, they don't want to think. Hang what on. a surprise. Hang on. Hey, relax, no, no. You meant you grapplers you have to think a lot and you like thinking a that's lot. That's not what I was just told. That's what I literally just told the opposite by a grappler player. Listen, I'll tell you, I'll say, like I always say, I'm a lot of things, but I'm not a liar. I have to play a character that it is. Uh, I have a, a simple, a simple tool kit in front of me because it helps me uh, use my brain more. It I love the explanation that in order to be as smart as possible, you have to keep yourself dumb. I this is <laughs> I'm actually so tool genius. Kit dumb. You are okay. Well, you know, okay. <laughs> no, I'm I'm giving you a compliment. I I really I'm not joking. I, I like the formulation a lot. I think that's a that's super true. cool way to put it. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's how I think about it. Like a good example is like my uh my in Marvel, I play Nova. I need I need something that is I have I have three things that my character does exceptionally well, and I have other options that I can mix in, but I need it to be uh I need the uh the the spread to be a little thin so that I can use this more. This is my strength. This up here is my strength. So if I do not give myself time to access it, I will fail greatly. Actually I really like that perspective. I think that's super cool. It's, it's just I mean Zonin Freely actually, I mean, I, he might even be joking about it, but turning off your brain is an actual skill, I promise you, is it's, absolutely it's, true. It is. True. It is 100% yeah. true. It is the reason why I couldn't play Makoto in Third Strike. I mean, honestly, like, no, people true. always told me that I couldn't play her because I just wasn't random enough. You know, the, that kind of yeah. player worked really really well <laughs> you know uh doing crazy things like you're yeah. like why would you do this but that's the kind of player the that truth. goes into the makoto you know that's the, the makoto third strike strategy well speaking of player types is there anybody now that you you know obviously know your competition uh -huh. is there anybody you're worried about in commentator cup is there anybody you don't want to run into nope to be honest no Everybody, I, uh, everybody can get the the nice. the, the I'm, status. I'm, That's how you I, am, I I am a firm believer. A wise man once told me, "If you can get one, you can get three. And I know that I can get one on anyone. So, I, so you're not worried uh, about I'm a Sage. I'm capable. You're no, not worried. You're not worried anyone. about a Ryan Hunter. Nope. You're not worried about I'm, a Clage. Nope. I'm capable of beating anyone. I know that right. I'm nice. good enough to get one. And if well, you then, can get one, you can get three. If you think about it, who do you think you'll be seeing in grand finals? Then it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I would be. I would. <clears throat> let's think. Wow. Who do I think? Who do I think I will fight in grand finals? Let me look. A lot of people are talking up this Sejam character. Yeah, a lot of people are saying Sejam, but guy. we don't know how his character is gonna look come September seventeenth. Oh, all right. You oh God, that's right. That's Listen, right. I, I'm okay. Let me just say, I have, I have also been practicing Axel. So if something happens to Potemkin and Axel gets super buffed, it's on deck. It's ready. But I have a lot of confidence that. Uh, we're not going to get Arxist, and we're not, and the, our grapplers are going to stay safe. Please keep him safe. God, I need dude, him. Do not nerf Garuda. Please do <laughs> please not nerf Garuda. Please don't, dude. He needs it please so much. Yeah. Needs so, you guys are right. I, I hope say, they keep I'll it. Keep, I hope I'll they keep, keep it real with oh, you. It is, so, it. it is so good. It is one of the best moves in the game in oh, terms yeah. of usage. 100%. he needs it. He does. I agree with you guys. I mean, honestly, if you took All that away, I think Potemkin would be awful. Like, this is me straight up just, like, talking the truth right here. Unless you made it so that 
you know, Mega Fist and Hammerfall were not punishable again, you know, kind of thing. But which I almost would be willing to trade, to be honest with you. I don't you, know, dude. Garuda's is pretty freaking good. There's, there's, <laughs> a, there's, a, there's a certain there's a certain freedom that putting Garuda on someone and then RCing for there's and a them, certain and freedom then bursting right. and then bursting. That's a feeling I want to chase, James. I want I want to get first on on I want to BRC forward and someone knows the situation is so bad they're like it's worth my burst. That's <laughs> I need to keep that. That's I need to keep that, please. I think that's cool. All right. Um so please talk about where people can find you, watch you, etc. Oh, of course. Uh well, it's Proxy TCG on uh on Twitter, on uh on Twitch. I do streams uh Fairly frequently, I do a lot of uh, a lot of Strive, a lot of Marvel, a lot of uh, DBZ. Play a little FPS here and there, a little variety streaming. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, those are the main places that you guys can catch me. Uh, that and on Tampa Never Sleeps, uh, Twitch.tv slash Tampa Never Sleeps. Uh, Fridays, Mondays, uh, sometimes in between. We have Strive, we have uh, we have Marvel Three, we have live events that we go to. Obviously, ATL in Chicago were big successes, so we're looking to go across the globe. If there are Marvel players somewhere, we're trying to go find them. So. Uh, so the TCG part of your name does does that yes. mean you used to play a lot of trading card games or? Uh, I was a competitive Magic and Pokemon player for a very long time. Uh, I played okay, a lot okay. of card games. Played a lot okay. of card games. Well, I mean, uh, I ask this to everybody. Uh, where did the proxy part of your name come from? I always ask people about their handles. Like, where did proxy come from? Do you play TCGs, James? Do you play any card games? Uh, Teppin is the first card game okay. that i've ever played i intentionally avoided magic to not kill my wallet back in high school completely so. fair super reasonable i kind of wish i had done the same <laughs> super reasonable. Uh, in physical card games when you are uh, uh, a lot of people do it when they're testing uh decks so obviously cards and games can cost up to like i, I mean uh, obviously on yeah, the high end okay, like two hundred dollars okay. uh sometimes mm -hmm, they're like a quarter mm -hmm. when you are putting in a card that is like a uh, like a placeholder that's just representing something. Like you mm -hmm. want to test it without doing it. It's called a proxy. Right. So, uh, so it's like a a placeholder card that uh, kind of uh, fills the space that you can test before that you buy. Kind of those uh, shop it before you spend the money. Can't do so that, that on you can't cool. do that on these yeah. digital card yeah, games, exactly. man. So, so. In, in physical card games, a lot of the times when you test, if you have a pod that you play with quite often, if you're going to a big tournament. Uh, Everybody needs to test against a deck, even if you're not playing it. So right. pro proxying it out is the best way to do it. So somebody will write out all the physical cards, like representations of the cards, and then play like a dummy deck, like a proxy deck of it. So that's uh, that is actually where that came from. It comes from my uh, my TCG background. So I mean, Makes but sense. like, were you a proxy for, or just like, did you do use a lot of proxies? I mean, is that just like, how did oh, you yeah. get associated? Uh, that was kind of uh, my role in playing with the pod that I played with. I was uh, playing for a shop uh, locally here in Florida called um, it was uh, Serenity at the time, hmm. and we were uh, we were traveling to different uh, regions, stuff like that. And uh, I was kind of the person that would take it on themselves to I would learn to play all the other decks so that people could practice stuff. Oh, so dang. Uh, that's been a role that I've uh, that I took for that group. So uh, kind of always had proxies, yeah. <laughs> So you That's were so just cool. the human proxy, and there you go. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's, it's kind of how it works, you know. That's amazing. Cool. Well, thanks a lot for coming on. Appreciate it. Of course. I mean, it was a lot of fun. I appreciate you guys having me be here. Uh, please play Marvel Three. Uh, it's a uh, it's a great <laughs> yeah. game. It's never too late. Please play that game. Please, please, please. play that game. We need more. We I just I, everyone needs to play this game.
Yes. Agreed. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All, All right, right, man. Later. All right. Thank you to Proxy Ooh. for coming up in here and uh, going to be one of the 16 contestants on there. And if he is indeed the only grappler in there, he is clearly the smartest and the uh, most That's hardworking looking. player in in the in the commentator cup. I, I can't believe all three of you are sitting there saying Garuda shouldn't be. What is totally fine. I hope they don't nerf it at all. Um, I can't roll my eyes harder. Cool. Let's move on to the next one. My five matchup. Now, interestingly enough, oops. uh, Well, let me go ahead and do this first. Uh, We did not get a lot of five, five questions. And some of them, like you said, were rolled into some of the topics over here. So this is all we have for the five, five matchup here. Three questions. Do you want to just answer all three of them or do you still want to do the vote? What do you want? Nah, Let's do the vote. Let's do the vote. Okay. All right. All right. Let's We got to give our subs their ability that they get to use every week. Right? Absolutely. I'm not eating barbecue sauce. I'm eating homemade chocolate ice cream, folks. Homemade, mm. professional pastry chef designed chocolate ice cream. And I feel like that would take more so effort good. than it's worth. So good. And you should just pay for it. But I actually kind of hate you right now, David, because that sounds amazing. <laughs> you are uh, correct about that. Uh, I think I think my favorite of the ones that have been made recently by this particular pastry chef is actually the oat milk ice cream. I think that one was like oat milk ice cream. Uh, all right, all right, we move on. We move on. Number, one. Number one. What custom rule would you add to a tournament of your favorite fighting game to make it as agonizing as possible for everyone involved? Number two, <laughs> should should fighting games, current and future, start looking to make their games with high frame rates in mind, like 120 FPS, or should we stay with 60 FPS as the gold standard? For team tournaments, do you think fighting games should have systems that preserve players' health, meter, etc. between matches? Could this make team battles more organic, like in Smash, where stock counts are preserved? Cool. Do you have the exclamation mark? Go? Yep, exclamation mark one, two, and three. You can type in there. Uh, if you are a sub, you can type in two votes and it'll count both of them. Uh, I think it just counts the last two that you put in there. And so we are running through here. Interesting. Interesting. Number one is pulling ahead here. Although number two is now, actually, I should just do this like a, like a dog. Number one is in the lead right now. Number two, trying to pull up. Number one now, pulling up a much bigger lead. But here comes number two. Look at this burst right here. It is catching up. Number three, unfortunately, is falling far behind. And number two now is neck and neck with number one. They are basically tied. And number two has taken the lead at this point in time. It is trying to pull forward. Let's see if number three can get any speed at this point in time. It doesn't look like it. It looks like it's going to be number one and number two and number two is going to take it by just a hair congratulations to number two so we'll do hairy number two burst forth thanks james got it number two and number one uh i'm actually kind of glad um number two was there because it's a really really interesting topic uh, in my opinion, so uh, I'll yeah, I'm you... a big fan of number two, also. Yeah, so I'll let you guys go first here. Uh, what do you guys say about that? Well, David, 
<laughs> okay. Should fighting games current and future start looking to make their games with high frame rates in mind, like 120 FPS, or should we stay with 60 FPS as the gold standard? Um, I guess I don't have strong thoughts on this, to be honest. I mean, in in my mind, it's I, we get questions sometimes that my take on it is just that e- it's like either way, and I don't really have a, an important feeling on it. If it stays as 60 as the gold standard. That's totally fine. We are pretty established in that. We know how that works. It's been like that for a long time. And we now have faster frame rate monitors. Some of us are doing that. And so like we know how it goes when that is the case. Like this is explored territory. What if it were 120 FPS? I think we would just adapt to it quickly. So I, I guess I feel like either we stick with the same thing or it's an easy adaptation to something else. I, I don't know. I kind of don't care, I guess, is my is my conclusion. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of why I let you talk first, because I agree with the last thing you said. I, I really don't care. Uh, like, I'm not playing for a second. Looks great. Like, it, it's smooth. It feels good to play on. 120 frames per second would be the same. <laughs> like, <laughs> at the end of the day, I just want the game to feel great and to look great. Uh, I would probably feel better about 60 frames per second being the standard, only because... I don't imagine consoles being able to run every new fighting game that comes out for the next seven years at 120 frames per second. That's the only reason I, I want like console and PC to be the same. Mm. That's it. See, That's the only reason I would care about it. Otherwise, I, I don't give a shit as long as the game feels good. Like, yeah, I, me, th- I mean, if, if people are thinking that like it being 120 frames per second would change the the gameplay a lot, like, is that the I don't think it would because I I don't, I don't yeah I don't really understand. So why. I think this so, is just kind I'm of like that. the you know kind of going with what Arturo's been trying to do. And holy crap, I saw him recently, and dude, this man is just this is all he talks about. Like he just talks about right. refresh rate. Like you just walk up to you and be like, hey Arturo, how are you doing? 300 hertz. <laughs> You know, like that's basically all that happens when you're talking to him at this point in time. I mean, shout out to Art. I love that guy. Um, But, you know, obviously it would make it so that uh, for me, this kind of delves into a different kind of question, because if we get to 120 hertz, 120 frames per second kind of games, for example, how does that affect us with our frame data? This is actually kind of an interesting topic to me because now all of a sudden everything that's currently three frames is a six frame move. Is it a five frame move? I'm not sure. Like which half do you jump on? That's, that's not how that works though. Yeah. I mean, I, I, if you're, if you're talking about porting an existing game into something like that, maybe there's a question there, although I'm not sure that it's true. Yeah, but, I mean, like, but, so but just because of a game, g- it would just be like whatever the move is right Right. exactly but here's the concern now if you're talking about tekken 8 and you're like yeah so standing one is uh 20 frames and then you go and talk about tekken 7 you're like standing one is 10 frames does that start getting kind of weird like does that create like this weird that's not how how that works though like just because more frames per second are displayed doesn't mean that there's more frames of animation per move. Right. So a three-frame jab is always a three-frame jab. If that's what we decide to do. But see, that's kind of what I'm thinking about in this question. Maybe this person is even talking about 
making it so now games are processing as 120 frames per second. So you do end up with the same time being doubled the frames, right? Obviously, you can have a 60 frame per second processed frame data kind of thing. But are we going to lock ourselves into that? Why would we? You know, is there a potential for us to want to try to do something different? Like, if you are literally displaying things at 120 frames per second, why wouldn't you make the game process in 120 frames, right? Is there a reason why we want to stick at 60? I don't know enough about game dev to say. Like, I can't give an educated answer on that at all. And I don't want to act like I know and then get blown <laughs> up later in the YouTube comments. Yeah. You Cause know? that's, that's the thing to me is, you know, if we decide to do that, let's say a game does decide to actually process thing in the 120 frames per second. So that a frame is now one, 120th of a second, like investigation code is putting out in the chat. If that's how we start doing frame data, this is an interesting question because do we now translate the frame data? We've kind of had a little bit of weirdness with this where how, you know, in third strike, Chun-Li's crouching light punch is a two frame light punch in old terms, but it's a three frame light punch in modern terms. And a lot of times we've kind of been translating the third strike ones over to modern frame data terms if we actually do start processing games at 120 frames per second do we start talk because it's gonna sound weird like tekken what tekken 7 standing one is 10 frames and in tekken 8 it's 20 frames and it's just gonna start sounding weird like it feels like it takes twice as long but it's actually the same amount of time really good point in the chat if we do have these games running natively at 120 frames per second that's way more intensive on rollback. That's yep. way that's way rougher on the CPU of your console or PC or whatever you're playing on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe for the sake of netcode, that could be a really <laughs> bad idea. Right. I mean, let's just put it this way. I don't think it's happening anytime soon. I think fighting games are going to be no. stayed processing no, at 60 frames per second for a very, very long time. I'm just saying like, this is something that I just, you know, I always think about these things, about maintaining maintenance kind of thing. It's why when, you know, three years before the cross-up came out, I was like, what if this happens, Tekken players? And they're like, nah, we don't care. And nobody said anything. <laughs> then the cross-up came out and all the Tekken players were like, oh shit, what do we do? Like That's, that's because they didn't realize back then it could change everything. Right. They're just I mean, like, yeah, whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> So, I mean, like I said, I just like to think that way. Uh, and, and, you know, it's something that is a very fascinating concept to me, which is kind of why I was glad we got to talk about this one, because I'm really fascinated how that transition will happen. Because obviously we're going to get to the point where rollback processors and rollback on 120 frames is going to be whatever, you know, but once that happens... Well, how- maybe, but maybe also the tech needed to run the games moves with the technology i mean that's mm-hmm. generally what's happened throughout time you know right, right. exactly <laughs> you can't so, just assume that modern games will be able to be ran at you know 120 frames right but that's my um, point we're going to assume that it's going to get there eventually and so when it happens for me the fascination comes down to what do we do as a community to start translate do we actually start translating old games into 120 frames 
you know, kind of a one one hundred twentieth of a frames just to make things universal across games. It's fascinating. I don't have an answer. I don't lean one way or the other. It's just something that you know crosses my mind and is like, this is a really interesting topic. I hadn't thought about this for the future, and it's just something kind of neat to think about. I think I'm pretty good in general at trying to find the interest. Like, I feel like it's almost never the case that I'm like, this topic's boring. Like, whatever mm-hmm. somebody's talking about. Almost never happens for me. So um, you just you just blacked out there, huh? I just, you I just, just feel like the, like the actual answer is, we'll just call things in the number of frames that they are in the, ga- in the games that they're in. Like, that's just yeah. the answer that we'll do. And I don't know if it, it's, to me, I don't see the interest, to be perfectly honest. Like, we'll just do the thing. And we'll adapt, and uh, <laughs> that's all it will be. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Hopefully, it'll be cool, I guess. All right, let's move all on. All right, <laughs> moving on. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> James is like, I see how it is. I mean, I... You can talk I, about I, your stupid map for 30 minutes, but we can't talk about frame data. All right. Yeah, I know, right? Because, I mean, even old NES games, which ran on 30 frames per second i think are talked about in 60 frame per second numbers now you know for speed running and stuff like that i think someone can confirm with me there i don't know if 30 frame per second nes games are talked about in 30 frames per second or when i watch sgdq and stuff like that which is really the only time that i am dealing with speed running i think they typically do say that they'll be like this is a one frame trick and this game runs 30 frames per second i feel like i've heard that before okay Anyways, okay, we go on to the next one, which is number one. one. Okay, what custom rule? <laughs> what custom rule would you add to a tournament of your favorite fighting game to make it as agonizing as possible <laughs> for everyone involved? Oh, big jerkery time, huh? I mean, here's the thing, right? Obviously, you can say a lot of things like you have to play with your joystick upside down, you know, stuff like that. Like, but I'm curious, like, do they do they want something that's like more practical to make it annoying? Or can we just be as crazy as possible and just say, like, you have to play the game while swimming in a pool full of piranhas? (laughs) I feel like they should have to actually be able to play. Like, you should be able to still focus on the game. Because it's a tournament, after all, right? Right. <laughs> Death by Pulses, Infinity Stone. But I got you. <laughs> maybe, maybe <coughs> while you're playing, Poke Chop just talks shit the entire time with, like, Mr. All Caps and Tubware on each side of you. And we're all just talking mad shit while you, like, just completely make it agonizing for them. Just they will not want to be there type stuff. That would be the slowest run tournament of all time because nobody could play a match unless you guys were there and you guys would have to be yelling constantly. You need breaks. That alone would be agonizing in terms of how slow it is. Yeah, yeah. It'll it'll be an eight-player infight. Right, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I think that's what I would do. I'll just have, like, the loudest shit talkers in the FGC just, like, inches from you going at you. I don't know. I feel like any way you slice the games that I really enjoy, I mean, if we're going to add outside stuff like that, it could suck for sure. But I guess what I what I read this as is 
more like in the way that the tournament operates or in the way that the game's rules are set. Because some games allow you to set a lot oh, of... Oh, like turn on items and smash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even in that case, even in that case, there are people who think that playing with items on and smash is cool. So I don't know that you could... I think it would be a real challenge to find... I'll just a for an example. But that's not I, that agonizing. Right, right. But I'm, I'm, just, I'm saying I think it would be a real challenge, challenge to find a rule that would make it as agonizing as possible for everyone involved. I think that would actually be pretty tough. Even if you were to play a slow tournament, I know people who like playing in slow tournaments because that gives them stuff to do in between. It gives them time to like go get food or whatever. Like there, People have a lot of different opinions out there. I mean, one of the obvious ones would be the entire tournament is first to 100. Jesus. I mean, that, that would, would be that about take, as that agonizing. Would take weeks to complete. That would about be as agonizing as possible, right? Yeah, we're playing a year-long tournament at that point, right? Yeah. <laughs> every weekend. All right, cool. It's round number two, two months into it. I'd say every new round is a new balance batch. Jesus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, you would go well into the life of the game doing that. That would be ridiculous. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, otherwise, if you want to do ones that, like, are fun, like, enjoyable gimmicky ways to do it uh i would say uh your opponent gets to set your buttons as long as all the buttons are available your opponent always gets to set your buttons wow that was a uh that was a mystery game thing at some point oh was it (laughs) yeah that definitely happened before so bad for those people Uh, one time i won a tournament uh in hdr which had a glitch that randomly redid your buttons live during the match at the time I won a tournament where my buttons got flipped in the middle of the match. Yeah, that was a win, baby. All right, my roundhouse turned into, like, Pierce or something. I don't know. Wasn't yeah, that? that was also a, a stone in the battle for the stones. That's right. You redeemed some stone. You got to set, like, one of their buttons. Or something. Oh, my. Yeah, that, that, was, the, that was a set of ideas. Yeah, that sure was. Um... <laughs> As agonizing as possible for everyone involved, I think would be tough. I think in almost every configuration, you would find people, even in, even in that case, so you get to change my buttons. That's cool. I've practiced with all sorts of different stuff. Somebody out there has done that. Somebody out there is like, what if I put this button on this other side? For sure. Most people haven't. But that one person is going to show up to the tournament of 2,000 people and be like, oh, really? That's the rule? Oh, I, I win. I'm in. Uh, like, somebody's going to be stoked about that. Oops. All right. Well, I, I that's all I have to say about that. Messed up this thing over here. We do not. James have broke that the stream. So okay, no, because the next thing topic that we have on the list up here is uh, five five matchup Ultra Chen, but that doesn't actually exist. So I've just deleted it off of the thing now, and it no longer exists. There we go. Yeah, but so, uh, I've seen tournaments where people. Like what she's describing in chat, uh, we did a MK9 tournament at GGA where you got to select your opponent's character. Yeah, I know. I know some scenes that used to do that That's just to awesome. help each other practice and get used to more stuff. But. Oh dang! The, even a even a, a a practical reason for it as opposed to just yeah, like oh, that's cool. Actually, that's neat. Okay. Uh, All right. Moving on to the next topic here. Uh, you, I'm, I'm curious. Like, if you're if you're watching this. And you have an idea for a rule that would make it as agonizing as possible for everyone involved? I'm curious what that might be. Like, come up Put with that in the to... YouTube comments. Put yeah, that in the YouTube comments. comments. You have to play the fighting game with your feet. 
You know, I mean, like, there's just like I've seen it. I've seen something ridiculous. Yeah. I've seen people do it. Right. I mean, we've seen crazy things. Like we could say everybody has to play fighting games on a body pillow controller, but you know, like literally, we've seen people do it. So everybody's got to play one handed. I've seen it. I've seen people do mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. I think it's hard. I think it's hard to answer. All right. Let's I mean, move on like like one. sitting on a board of nails, but I'm sure there's some yoga people out there who could do that and not suffer, right? So, um. All right. We move on. Miyako Arima is was revealed as the next character for Melty Blood type Lumina. Uh, what did sure you guys was. think? The, the trailer? Uh, I did nope. watch the trailer okay. very briefly, but uh, not in great detail. So. Brief trailer. Yeah. Like right. Oh, well, if we're going by those regards, then yes, I, I strolled past it on Twitter. <laughs> and I saw like 15 seconds of it. But no, I, I have not watched the whole thing. Okay, well, it's pretty short. Uh, all right. I watched it. I think this game looks fun. Uh, the, she looks like a fun character. So she's got a command grab. She looks like she has... Uh, people were describing her as, like, what if she, she's, like, kind of Makoto-ish. Mm. Uh, I don't I don't have enough experience with previous multi-games to talk about how she's been in the past. If so, I, don't, I just don't know. Uh, but that I could see that. She had a command grab, what it looked like. She looked like she had, like, a Hayate thing. She looked like she had a cross-up business. And she was pretty fast and mobile and... You know, look cool. Yeah, Probably I mean, the character I'm gonna end up playing, but she seems like she's got some fun stuff. Yeah, it's one of the hardest things because honestly, you know, all three of us don't have a lot of Melty Blood background, and I apologize to all the Melty Blood fans out there that we can't get all like, "Oh my God, this character's back! I love the character!" Like, I wish we could, but unfortunately, uh, we just don't have that history because I don't even know which characters are new or which characters are returning. Have they all been returning characters? You know, etc. Sure. etc. I'm not but, sure, James. <laughs> right, and that's the thing, right? And so I really do apologize to the Melty Blood yeah. fans out there. Wish, wish we could have a little more information on him, but none of us just have that background with the game, sadly. So, uh, so so far, okay. So far, according to X Nurima. Right. Oh, okay. Thank you, Nurima. Yeah, that's I actually think she cool. Fun. I think her, I think her gameplay looks like it's interesting. I continue to be like really underwhelmed at how the game looks. That's not that big of a deal to me. I've certainly played games that I am not in love with how they look, so it's not going to stop me from trying it out. But but I mean, is it is it graphically or is it just it. is it aesthetics or is it the action? Because the because when you look at this one and then you look at the previous Melty Bloods, like this game looks like the sprites are so much more deep. Like the game looks fantastic. Well, I mean, some of the animations look cool, I think, but I guess I guess I'm talking about like the art style, it's... right? The aesthetics, the aesthetics, the of aesthetics, it, right? yeah. The character yeah. design. When, is, when the characters are boring. moving, when they're playing, when they're doing stuff, they look fun to me. Animations right. are great, but everything looks great in the game to me for some reason. I don't know, like, like yeah, like just, kind of. yeah, exactly. It's yeah, kind of like there's a, a weird. Like a like a Silent Hill fog over the front of the game. It's really hard to explain, but yeah, that, that's how I feel too. It just feels mm, kind of or just right. doesn't pop to me. Like it, the animation in the gameplay looks to me like it should pop like a BB tag or a Marvel game, but it doesn't. Like the colors just don't hit me like that, or I don't know mm. what it is. But yeah, I, I agree. It just it looks a little washed out. Or I, no, I, I know bland. what you mean. I know what you mean. It yeah. feels like every time I see the game, it's it's just blue and gray. <laughs> yes, yes. Lot, lots uh, of lots of like navy colors. Mm, Correct. Yeah. And tan. If you love tan, <laughs> let me tell you know. If you like if you like pavement color, 
This game is for yeah, no, but it does look really fun though. Like in all seriousness, it, it does, does actually look super fun to me. Yeah, I'm and the, contemplating trying it out. I mean, one of the coolest things is that because this game is coming out, because it has rollback, I've had a lot of people tell me that they were like, "Okay, I'm gonna try this out. This is gonna be my first Melty Blood game. I'm gonna play it." Right. And so let me go play the previous one to learn the mechanics and stuff like that. And I think that's one of the best things is that it really is opening up Melty Blood to a lot of people. And, you know, hopefully it does. I mean, I would be more than happy to have Melty Blood become this big, huge thing, even if I have no knowledge of the game. <laughs> like, it'd be great to see the, the, the scene explode. The more fighting games, the better. Yeah. Absolutely. Like if it can have the kind of uh, amazing rise like the 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 Undernight franchise did, you know, growing yeah. growing getting into Evo and everyone discovering that the game is really sick, I think that's really cool. So, yep. Okay. I I've said this before, but I feel like a lot of my favorite fighting games I don't think look great actually. Um only a couple of them I think look great, so it's not a big limiter for me. Right. Okay, next topic here couple of Gamescom things, just real short. There's going to be new KOF info yeah. coming this week during Gamescom. Um, yeah. I don't know what exactly that's going to be, but it's probably characters, I guess. Hopefully it's more than that, but Dude, I guess we'll God, see. Every... All of us are just like, please show us actual gameplay with ui elements and stuff yeah, like that the damn ui cowards yeah because i mean so far we still haven't seen any mix between the the blue the blue aura mechanic and the purple stuff and like is there gonna be advanced and special you know like there was in 98 like there's just so many questions and 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 at this point in time we're just hoping for something at gamescom so yeah uh, you know so that that should be there should be the news coming out tomorrow and there are leaks as well for king of fighters 15 we're not going to be talking about the content of those leaks if okay. you are if anybody in the chat that, sees, you can look yeah. into it yourself but please don't talk about it in the if chat. anybody tweets Beep. it in there i mean puts it in the chat or anything like that please uh time the player time the person out uh if you yeah. are a mod in the chat so I mean, we just we've talked about this in the past but none of us like leaks at this point it's not like exciting anymore to find a leak out i'd rather find out in this game is actually maybe not a great example of this, but in general, I'd rather find out in the way that like the people actually publicize or publishing the game uh, are intending to talk How about it. How do you really feel, like, David? How do you really feel? Not a great example of that, I guess, but <laughs> that's, my, that's what I'd prefer even still. So hold off, please. Uh, but then there's uh, also going to be some Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl information as well. Goddamn right there is. They're, uh, yeah. they're announcing two new characters that have not been seen yet. And I hope those two new characters are named Ren and Stimpy. Imagine I mean, that they have a game that is Nickelodeon characters, and they already have Powdered Toastman in there, and they don't have Ren and Stimpy? Unbelievable. Well, they're, the cover of the game has a silhouette of a bunch of the characters. Right, Ren and Stimpy yeah, yeah. are very clearly like right, visible in that uh, silhouette. Okay. So I, course, I, I just, course, I'm just taking a guess well. if it's two of them. They're going to announce yeah. them together tomorrow. That's yeah, a guess. It's a guess. Yeah. yeah what if course. Ren and Stimpy oh, are like the ice climbers and they're the same character? That's that's what I said a while ago. Didn't we have this talk when the game right. got announced? I said Ren and Stimpy should be ice climbers. And I think David said two other characters like Phil and Lil. 
Feel or like should be ice, ice climbers. climbers. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think Ren and Stimpy should be ice climbers. Yeah. That would so, be I mean, if they are, then they could also release maybe like Korra, who's obviously a silhouette on the cover as well. Yes. Yeah. What if it's not Stimpy? What if it's Sven Hoek? Huh? Ren's cousin who acts and looks exactly like Stimpy. What about that? Huh? You don't know what these characters uh, uh, shadows are. You don't know what they are. I, I would I would be very, very surprised. That would be a dope character skin for Stimpy. That would actually be a sick skin. Yeah, yeah that would be really cool. I'm with uh, you. Cat Dog would be cool. Cat Dog uh, yeah, would we... be two separate characters, I think. So. <laughs> that would be really funny. Oh. <laughs> that would be really be? funny. <laughs> just as a reminder, that was really long. Yeah, I know, right? They just go whichever <laughs> yeah. direction they want. Yeah, and just exactly. Fighting. And if no one else is using the other side, then it just sits there on the floor, and you just stretch from yeah. it the whole time. That so. would be so cool, you guys. <laughs> as a reminder, the currently revealed characters are SpongeBob, Patrick, Michelangelo, Leonardo, Nigel Thornberry, Powdered Toast Man, Sandy Cheeks, Oblina. Lucy Loud, Lincoln Loud, Helga, Reptar, Zim, and Danny Phantom. <laughs> you know, the next two characters revealed are just going to be the other two turtles watch. <laughs> they should probably be in there, yeah. right? They don't even have... Oh, they've any... already been announced. They've already announced all four. Oh, they oh announced really? All four? I'm pretty sure they announced all four, yeah. Oh, did I miss it? Okay. Okay. They did a uh, they did a, a tweet thing on their Twitter that said, "Here's the announced cast," and I'm pretty sure it listed all four, but I could be oh, wrong. Okay, I don't okay, know. I'm, okay. I'm old. I'm 33. Yeah, totally. You are old. Yeah. And I mean, it'd be weird if they had only those two turtles instead of yeah, the yeah. actually good turtles. Like they don't have Donatello or Raph in there. No, yeah, the I good agree. turtles are in there, dude. Actually, the best turtle is in there. That's all I'll say. Michelangelo, sure. amazing. No, Do- come on, Leonardo is the best, dude. Leonardo All right, Lewis. we're going to move on to the next one. <laughs> Oof. Right. We should have asked Proxy about this. <laughs> we should have, yeah. We should have asked him about this. All right, Proxy, hop back in the chat. Yeah. That would have been interesting. All right, well, here's the news. So Magic the Gathering has universes beyond, and there's like extra outside of the universe things that they do. And coming to Magic, here's the tweet. Some of your favorite universes beyond are coming to Magic the Gathering. Players will be diving into the worlds of Warhammer, 40k, Lord of the Rings, Fortnite, and Street Fighter. Wow. Those, and it's got a picture of Chun-Li doing her lightning legs. I mean, look, they already because... said Fortnite, right? What do they need to mention Street Fighter for? Uh, well, yeah, they have a picture of a Fortnite character. Exactly. Exactly. Yo, what is going what on? Do you, what yeah. do you think about Street Fighter coming to MTG? Look, I, I think I, I'm very happy for people that play Magic and Street Fighter. Oh, I mean, I'm sure there's some crossover there, but I it's some of this promotional stuff is so weird to me. Like how we were talking about how Street Fighter 2 is always the game that's pushed when it's 30 years old. Like it's just, <laughs> yeah. Some of this crossover stuff is so odd to me, man. I like, I know that there's a lot of trading card game players in the FGC. So maybe this one makes a little more sense, but like when I think of like fiery eyed dragons, I don't think of Chun-Li, you know, it's just really, it's out there. It's out there. Well, do you think of Ryu doing no. a move that's called dragon? No. You know about that? 
If I thought about any fighting game character, when I think of dragons, it's Liu Kang because of his because an- of his animality in Mortal Kombat 2. That makes sense. Who was also yeah. his? No, I, that wasn't even an animality in Mortal Kombat 2. That was just a fatality. Animalities didn't exist till Mortal Kombat 3, I'll have you know. Hmm. Oh, all right. Laying well, down go. the old law. <laughs> the old MK law. It was so funny to look through the Twitter, the Twitter replies. The tweeters. Because I was curious, like, are people, is this good? Probably. Is this like, good? I don't know. <laughs> and then, I mean, I just, I haven't played Magic in 20 years. I guess 25 years, probably. And there's a lot of negativity in the in the Twitter replies. Really? That's huh. probably to be expected just because like that's true for Twitter. Wait. Yeah, I know. I was about to say there's negativity on Twitter. What? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, some people were just like, this is silly. Like we just we like the Magic the Gathering universe. And other people are like Magic the Gathering has done this stuff. And, you know, it's dude. I whatever. There's still... like back and forth. But. really wish even though i've never played magic the gathering i still wish i had the entire set of the romance of the three kingdoms characters in magic the gathering because they actually there was a crossover one time where they just put a bunch of them in there like i think lubu had a card you know and Tal had a card like i wish i had that whole set i'm sure it's worth probably way too much money at this point but i think that would just be sick just to have them honestly well warhammer has deep lore <laughs> Lord of the Rings has deep lore. Street Fighter um, has lore, maybe. What about for Fortnite? Like, is Hugo Jonesy wants to be a Hugo like, wants to be a potato. Yeah, it has Hugh- lore. I'm not gonna call it deep. <laughs> but what's Fortnite's lore? Like, they, there is Fortnite lore. It exists. It's out there. I'm just curious. Is it just is like Jonesy's there and he's like traveling through time and space or whatever? Like, it's just not Old Jonesy. Good old Jonesy, as you guys know, famous Jonesy. He probably he is famous. He's a favorite, very famous video game character now. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Right, yeah. just like a, uh, uh, just like Halo. Right, Halo is a big important character in the series. Right, Halo in yeah. of the eponymous Halo series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, is exactly. A big, is a big deal. Yeah, just like yeah, using, uh, like, like the main character Metroid of the Metroid series, right? <laughs> Dude, Metroid is such a cool character. Yeah, yeah. Right? I've never beaten it all the way through. So I don't know if there's a reveal at the end of it or something, but Metroid is a cool character. It's a cool dude. Exactly. And Kid it's Icarus cool is awesome. Guy. Yeah, anyways, okay. <sighs> Kid right, Icarus. Well, there's the lore. There's the Magic the Gathering. We'll have Street Fighter. I don't know which characters are coming, but I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Chun-Li! Chun-Li is coming. Halo. <laughs> what? No, someone said, good old John Halo. <laughs> yeah, good old John Halo, yeah. yeah. What's up, everybody? My name is John oh. Halo. <laughs> master Chef. He's a Master Chef. We uh, move on now to talk about some mm. tournaments that happened. Tekken A Masters. That's correct. Uh, did you get the CPT up there? Maybe not. Oh, no, I did not get the CPT up there. Sorry. Wow. After this, that's cool. Okay. Uh, just briefly, not a lot to say. I mean, we're not trying to... Right. If you want to delve into <clears throat> tournament results, watch Best of Five. They do a great job of that. But um, there was some stuff that we wanted to briefly talk about. Uh, Tekken Online Challenge Masters event for North America happened. This is their, you know, one of their majors um, in the online world that we live in. I thought it was cool that Joey Fury is the one who won it. Equinox Joey Fury. Took the thing. Ooh, nice. Okay. Harder. Yeah, and in just in looking over the results, obviously there are a lot of strong NA players. 
um, and I don't keep up super strongly with the scene, but I didn't actually know quite a few of the people who made top eight. So shout outs if if that means that there is an up and coming part of the Tekken scene that I'm just not as familiar with. I think that's super cool. Hopefully it does mean that. Okay. Uh, that's all during the same one whatever we'll just talk about cpt uh central america Ooh, there East- we go i got it in there they had it there the whole time professional game it was channel. always there we'll have 15 minutes to blather on about it whoops yeah this that we don't need central it. america east central america east meaning essentially the caribbean so it was the dominican republic puerto rico and nearby countries nearby places oh was it just it was central a- was it central america east is that what they called it that is what they called it okay, yeah okay it was won by Bandit's Mena RD, who played mostly Birdie and a little bit of Sakura. He played super well. He actually almost lost to Red Rooster Mono, Fang, dude, in Winter One Final. hit. Like down to the very last decision. <laughs> one hit, dude. One hit away. It was, it was oh, final man. round, final, final game, super, super close. Sounds decisive really to me. Like, it was, it was literally like, I think it was that an up ball hit Mena RD. And Mona thought he would block, so Mona went for a grab right away. But Birdie had been hit, so he wasn't throwable. So right. then Mona, so then Mena like pressed light kick or something to get the victory. It was like weird scrambly little. Could have gone either way. Yeah, uh, it was but fun. I mean, honestly, Birdie, Fang, and Ed in the top three. That was the top really, three, and then really cool. Fourth place was Cami. That's Hermes Venatori. And then it was Nash, Ibuki, Vega in to round out the top five. So hats off to Street Fighter and the local scene. And, and Mena RD said this as well. Some of the players who made that top eight, especially like Zero Stress in third place, it's not the people who have been killing it in the DR scene for a long time. Like Cabo was up there, DRA was, those are both top eight, but they weren't in top three. And some of the people who had definitely always been in the past, like Crossover has been good for a long time, Louis Man. Uh, Hochi, like other folks, they weren't in the top eight. Uh, so he was talking about how there's there's kind of this new crop of Dominican players that he's really proud of. Pretty cool. Uh, he also, during the interview that we had with him at the end, um, I was like, he was like, you know, I've been practicing a lot for Fang. And I was like, nobody plays Fang where you are. Like, there are Fang players in <laughs> the U.S. and Canada. How, do you, how are you getting? It's only Mono. Like, what do you mean you're getting a lot of Fang practice? And he was like, oh, you didn't hear that I... Flew in infiltration for the week to practice. All right. <laughs> wow. Well, <laughs> the, the, yeah, it's hard to find someone who can use that many characters like that. So, oh man. Uh, that I thought was like, I've never heard of somebody like bringing in a ringer for training in that way. But that was the, uh, that was the decision. Well, usually you just go to them. Like, usually that's how. What's that? That's like, as a, usually you go to them. You don't right. bring that to you. Like, usually, you're like, yeah, I'm going to go to New York and train the New York guys for right. X amount of time. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely different to bring someone to you. Or, or even if you do have a character that you really want to train up and you want to bring them to you, uh, I mean, there are fang players who live, who are really good, who live closer to the Dominican Republic, both in Europe and North right. America. Yeah, for sure. Whatever, anyway. <laughs> yeah, whatever. whatever we're, I mean, he won. So. It worked. Yeah. Okay, and then we move on. Big Levo, Big there Levo. was another one of these. These are yeah. really fun to watch. I didn't watch most of it because I was doing commentary for CPT, but I did catch a little bit of it. And um, it was, I mean, it was fun. Super good matches as per usual. The, the North America one was won by Marn this time, right? Correct. Marn yeah. won it. From Loser's Bracket. 
Rise Marn won it with Giovanna. A character it's Giovanna means all teen, it's Key Sonic. Yeah. Yeah, and Hanzo Gonzo, maybe? I'm not really sure if you um, I, I mean yeah, you know, yeah, and Hanzo Gonzo. He downplays too. Hanzo <laughs> Gonzo. Uh anyway, Marn, Guilty Gear. I mean, obviously he's been a top guilty gear player for Fifteen years or whatever. Yeah, he's so been a fun. killer Guilty Gear player. I mean, really, a honestly. killer player. I love yeah, it. Uh, I love it for Guilty Gear. He's definitely a killer for sure. He's a killer. Yeah. Red Ditto got second place with Ram. Very nice. Team yeah. of third with Soul. It's cool. Good work, everybody. And then you in know, Europe, you know, what's my favorite part about before you move on to Europe. My favorite yeah. part about NA was Red Ditto's performance, and then Sajam taking credit for red ditto's performance oh yeah oh i right, right absolutely 100 percent. sajam said well red ditto comes in sajam chat and you know he's a sajam fan right so sajam streams guilty gear most days that he streams and he switches between pc and ps4 to give other people a chance to play him well he just hangs out in vip and people come to wherever he is and they play him and red ditto is one of those players so sajam went on his stream and said well, all these people saying Sajam isn't nice, he doesn't play any good players, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? Sajam fans come in here and they wash me up and then they go, then they go take second at Big Levo. So, <laughs> so Sajam was taking the credit for Red Ditto's performance. It was, it was, it was such a good Sajam moment. I'm probably, Gotta he, do it, right? Gotta do it. He got he's, the I mean, Sajam I would have too, absolutely. Cool. I'm like, yeah, that's my training partner. No big deal. For sure. I mean, he gets to, but see, now Sajam gets to put the money where the, where his mouth his mouth where the money where the mouth wh- whichever way it goes but there's no money besides Matcherino, but he gets the yeah he gets to yeah, put yeah. up or shut up commentator cup man it's time for Shayjam to, to shine but yeah Red Ditto Red Ditto played very well not well enough to beat Marn but very well David oh. you are muted I see that. Yeah, a lot of the people who entered this are are known, right? Like we know a lot of the people who entered yeah, Levo. Yeah. Oh sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's super cool that Red Ditto got that high. Uh, also, shout outs to Mike Softig, the player from Mexico who played in Evo with the Mexico is NA handle, uh, <laughs> getting top eight in the NA event at Levo. Nice work. Yep, he seems really good. Mike Safdie is a very very strong soul player. I mean, he does well very like at strong. Wednesday night fights every week. Yeah. So every week, juicy Mike. Guilty Gear Strive Europe, TU slash won it with May. Good character, broken character. Good Second character. place, Barry Bones Axel. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's right. Latif was in Levo Latif for Latif EU. Was I, top eight. So Latif was top eight. Yeah, yeah he's Zato. Right. He was Zato in top eight. Yeah, he's getting back into FGC, and that makes me so excited. So he actually tweeted recently. He was like, you know what? They've convinced me to try to get back into it. And so he's trying to learn Guilty Gear Strive right now, and he's doing he it. Seems with like his... he's having a lot of a lot of fun with Strive too. He's been posting yeah. videos. Uh, uh, I mean, he's a, yeah, he was like a Zato player before, and yeah. Zato. I mean, uh, Zato is a character. He's good. He's good. Don't let people tell you he's not good. So the character's scary. Yeah, don't let beautiful dude and Long Island Joe convince you. <laughs> good work, Tony. Cool to see him. Uh, not Vera Losers. I, I'm not, I haven't heard of the series before. So uh, what's the what's oh, the story? Did you not put this? Ki United up here also? Oh no, I miss Ki. Well, I've actually run out of space. Okay, we'll just do them both right here. Not Vera Good is a streamer who does a lot of Mortal Kombat stuff. Uh, she has been for a while. She's 
she's run tournaments and um, just like exhibitions and stuff, and it's she does a nice job of it, uh, both for North America and for Europe. So not Vera losers bracket. This was a EU MK11 event. It's part of a series that she's doing. First and second at this event qualify for the ultimate losers bracket. Uh, and there's going to be four events that lead up to that, so it'll be a, a top eight bracket for it. Uh, the top two for this were TC, Omi, and Sirius Hitman, uh, who I've seen do well in other events too. Um, so that was that was really cool. If you are interested, her stream is twitch.tv slash notverygood. Uh, I, I like it. I mean, she's she's got a good personality, good good crew of people hanging out in the Twitch chat. I've anonymously hung out in there uh, several times, so it's cool. Ooh. I am primarily a lurker. It's true. <laughs> I mean, usually when I watch Twitch, it's like I'm doing work and, you know, I'm just lurking. Yep. But mm, have uh, stuff okay. have it on the background for sure. Yeah. Okay, I, I was actually watching a bunch of Kid Viper yesterday. He makes Gold Lewis look really good. <laughs> Gold Lewis is, is really good. Yeah. Good. Uh, Gold Lewis is definitely a strong character, but yeah. that's a whole different subject we can talk about. Yeah. Tomorrow. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Killer Instinct United was a big event that happened over the past weekend. Uh, very cool that they put this together. Um, and winner was Alex V. Not surprising. <laughs> I mean, he's been he's been doing great in the scene for quite a while at this point. Yeah. So that's really cool to see. Uh, a lot of the other people in this. I, I know almost everybody. I don't know Night Slash. Or if we... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Night Slash. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. Night Slash. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, other than that, third place, Delta Rayquaza. Fifth was uh, Chronicle. All in also Letalis. Seventh yeah. was Base. Uh, Sounds like all zero. the usual suspects here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, all the, all the KI players are there. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, that's it for events. Uh, things that have happened anyway. As far as upcoming stuff, a couple things to watch for. Uh, in fact, to still enter. If you're interested in playing Them's Fighting Herds, Grand Stampede is an event that's coming up this coming Saturday, August 28th at 4 p.m. Eastern time. It will be on streamed on twitch.tv slash main6dev, 6 the number 6, main6dev. Signups are actually still open. Uh, so you can sign up for yourself if you're interested to play. Again, that will be Saturday. Also, this is amazing because this game actually has great netcode. Here's the regions. North America, Central America, South America, and Europe, including Russia. So shout-outs to a game that can have half of the globe. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so cool. Sign up open until Wednesday, says Grover Toast. Yeah, check it out. And then there's also an event coming up a little bit after that on s- Saturday, September 4th, called Bad Things Happening to Good People. <laughs> this is like... You know, we strive so hard to make our tournaments as good as possible. This is a decision, and I think this is where the uh, the 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 five five matchup question came from of how to make things as agonizing as possible. Sure. It is a single game, single elimination, online Smash Ultimate tournament. Anybody can enter. No regions. Doesn't care about Wi-Fi. No netcode check. It is just going to, and you know what? Currently, and I don't know if they've capped it at this on purpose. Currently, there was 1,337 entrants in there, which is like so on brand. And I really hope that that is going to stay, dude. 
You get DQ'd if you ask for a check. I've got bad news. There are currently 1347 at the moment. That's amazing that you happen to catch it at that moment. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, I know. <laughs> also, yeah. if anyone could tell me what the song they used in the trailer was, please let me know because that song was the song is great. Dude, the trailer was amazing. The trailer yeah, was the amazing. trailer is incredible. Yeah, if you haven't checked out the trailer yet, if you go to their smash.gg page, the trailer is on there. It's I think it's smash.gg slash bad things and just check the trailer. If anybody knows what that song they use in the trailer is, please let me know. So uh last upcoming thing to talk about happens even later. It's actually October second to third. But it's East Coast Throwdown presents the pit. And this is an in-person invitational exhibition. It's gonna have Strive, Melty. MK11, Tekken 7, and Street Fighter 5 with $10,000 in prizing from Astro, which is amazing. Hmm. It also has in-person attendance, a 150-person attendance cap. It's going to be in it's going to be at Brooklyn in New York. Um so check that out if you are interested in doing so. You can go to their Offline. Smash GG pay or just go to ecthrowdown.com and you can get all the info there. Offline, man offline yeah i mean in in limited in limited amounts like that and in specifically certain places mm-hmm. you know oh yeah for sure <laughs> i'm gonna shake mad because i miss it so much mm. yeah no that's that's the reason why i said it just man i, I can't wait till offline stuff comes back man yeah i hear that all right okay Yay. that's all for Hopefully. upcoming stuff all right mailbag, mailbag. <laughs> We have a lot of mailbag questions. Yeah, we have a today. lot of questions. All right. So, oh, yes. Yeah, CPT South I just want to briefly say CPT South Africa is actually this weekend. Ooh. And that is also very cool. I'm so curious about the scene in South Africa. It's one that yeah. I don't know very much about. So, I am definitely going to be watching. Curious about how that goes. For sure. 100%. 100%. Okay. All right. Uh, show question. Oops. Hang on a second. Let's do this. There we go. <clears throat> Stephanie Brownback via Twitter asks, if you could have a definitive answer to one unsolved mystery, which would you choose? For example, the identity of Jack the Ripper or D.B. Cooper? Uh, yeah, a- I want to know what the, what the deal is with Dark Matter. What's the deal with that? What's the deal with it? What's the deal with Dark Matter? Can I? Can you solve that mystery for me? I'm, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. And I, I, I think I think Stephanie meant actual unsolved mysteries, not scientific conundrums. I, I, there, I think there's a, a big difference there between Jack the Ripper and what's the meaning of life. What? Yeah. What? What happens after you're you die? Here. What? Ha- well, that's what I'd yeah, like you, to know. You're, you're reaching know, here, bud. I want to know why kids love Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> that's what I would want answered at this point in time. That's that is to me. The, or how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? James, I just want to know you that I have answered that question for myself as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I did it. I did it. I don't remember what the number was, though. <laughs> I would uh, I would like to know where on earth is Carmen San Diego? <laughs> Where uh, let's see. Serious answer to this. Is. This is a fun question. I uh, mean, there's you, so have... many. There's so many questions. I mean, like this is such a broad question that I'd really have to sit back and think about this because 
Oof. It is. Oh, like man. the thing is that for a lot of the conspiracies, I, I that those aren't going to be my answers because I don't like JFK just got shot by one dude. Like he's, there's not a big conspiracy. Like I'm not, I'm not so. I don't believe enough that there's actually like a big problem there to add to use my one unsolved mystery on something <laughs> like that. Like, how about this one? Uh, what's the deal with Stonehenge? You know, I would actually like to know what is the deal with Stonehenge, dude. Because <laughs> that's a that would really... be cool. What was it for? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's killing like... me that no one knows why it was like built five hundred years ago. Anyway, um, I feel like you've got to be real bored to do that. You think they Stonehenge have... is boring? No. Yeah, no. I, th- I think it's boredom that they they caused it. Oh, they didn't have they didn't have Legos or connects or the Internet or TV. What else are you going to do? You stack some rocks, dog. That's what you do back then. You got rocks. <laughs> what else did you have? I mean, it's that or <laughs> Easter Island, right? Or, you know, pyramid heads, got pyramids, pyramid, heads. pyramid. Heads. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Um, uh, can you imagine if there was giant pyramid heads just walking through the Sahara? Dude, I would leave that, that the would earth. Be a I, would leave I would leave like, the oh. earth. I would leave the earth. So, <laughs> oh, man. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Um, uh, an actual unsolved mystery. I don't know what the name of this one is, but there's a, a story that happened in, like, I want to say, like, the 90s where uh five people went out to a campsite one of them was like um like different from the others in one way like he was autistic or something like that and the theory is that he murdered all of them but there's like tons of evidence that there is and i'd have to look it up there's like a whole story behind it that's the one i would like to know i mean because investigation cone says dilatov pass or someone says the Keddy murders is it one of those I don't remember. The Keddie murders might be it. But basically, all they ever found was, like, the car several miles away with, like, a full tank of gas and, like, closed, like, the doors closed, the the keys, like, just sitting there, and, like, a T-shirt from one of the people that a witness had seen they had saw someone wearing a shirt like that. And that's, like, all that they – they never found the bodies or anything. And there's, yeah, like, there's like everyone some saying it's leftover cans pass. of food. Yeah, okay. Oh, no, that's not that's, Yeah, that, that's oh. – Whatever it was, man, that that's okay. that's the one that I've read about several times, and I'm like, man, that is wild. I would like to know what actually happened. I wish I knew more of the name. It's been like a good year since I read about it. I'm sure it'll pop up on Reddit again. It All pops right. up on Reddit like once a year, and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this. My answer is: Did Bush do 9/11? <laughs> Got it. Nailed did it. Did Bush do it? <laughs> oh man! Uh, seriously, right. I'd like to know more about that. I don't think he did it, to be very clear. But um, more, more, uh, more backstory to that one would be cool. All right, let's get back to this, shall we? Uh, yeah, we have a lot to get through. Wasik via Twitter asks: If you were an enemy in a video game, what would you drop upon death, and what would be the rare drop? What would I drop? In a video game, uh, meat. I would be. I would give meat. But you don't even fuck with meat like that. Like you don't even eat meat that often. I don't. But <laughs> so why would you drop meat? Because I'm made of meat, and oh. you just killed me. 
What do you mean why? There it is. It's right here. All I'm it's so all human. over the place. Meat everywhere. All right. Just a bunch of meat. Yep. <laughs> even even the NRS dev says you're gross. So. And someone's like, this is just a weird just throwing answer. Throwing that out there. Uh, I would that out there. I would drop salt. I mean, this is always the this is always the answer that I have. I would drop salt. Well, what would your rare? What would your rare item be? Right, that's here? what I'm trying to think right now. What would be the rare drop? What would be the rare drop? Like, I feel like it would be like a like a like a Tetris block or something like that, you know? Or, uh, gosh, my know. rare drop would be a book. I would drop meat and books. You know, that's what you need to get sure. by. Just a normal Tuesday. Sure. This is this is this is the this is the monster that you never kill because you don't care about the items that just it drops. the meat. Well, yeah, I don't know. You got to raise your IQ stat, right? That way, you'll be able to. So you you people. are helping create very strong warriors. Because that's right. Yeah, come to me if you want to level up. Come to me if you want to level up. Because you can heal and, yourself and with David coming. meat and uh, David books. That's yeah. right. Fill up on my meat and then learn from me in my day. Take upon my knowledge. This is some this is getting really Christian all of a sudden, maybe Catholic, body of my Yeah, of course, Stephanie. Of in my... in games when you beat up a character and then they die and they produce meat, what do you think the meat is? Well, usually it's shaped like a turkey or a chicken. So sometimes I would hope it would be one of those. Sometimes it is, but very often it's beef. That's what they want you to think. But beef could just be human flesh. You don't know. Human beef. I mean, Breath of the Wild, everything you kill turns into a beautiful slab of steak, right? <laughs> hmm. What would be my rare All right, drop? moving on. Okay, what's your oh, wait, drop? No, yeah, your you're gonna, what's your drop and your rare drop? Yeah, what do you do? What I don't do know what you're do? talking about. What do you do? All right, all right. So, uh, very obviously, I would drop like rolling papers in a lighter like a, like, <laughs> like a zippo like it's very obvious that's what i'm dropping right but my rare drop i'll drop bars oh Ooh, it's the best answer we had all right all right very nice <laughs> very nice all right all right i'm not even gonna respond anymore with mine so okay moving on nailed it killed the question all right so Alex Morales via Twitter asks, Rock stars have guitars in uncommon shapes. Which uncommon shape would your fight stick have? I mean, this is like the question for David, right? Because his fight stick already <laughs> has... Stick ready. He has the stick ready. Right? I mean, he's already just had odd shapes. Two, two boxes the held together by, by a cord. You know what? Uh, oh, go ahead, James. I would say that mine would be in the shape of the eyepiece from Tetris. There you go. So <laughs> that's a rectangle. That's literally just like a standard <laughs> branded hitbox. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think if I was to have like a weird arcade stick, I would probably make it in the shape of like an old console, like an NES or yeah, maybe even like cool. Xbox. Like a lot of people took old Xbox 360s mm -hmm, and turned mm -hmm. them into sticks. All I always right. thought those actually look kind of dope and they're spacious and comfortable. I've, I've used one before, so like that'll it. probably be, I'll probably go like a 360, something like that. I, I wouldn't go too wild with it. 
like I, I could do with a T piece or like L or J pieces would get weird, but the S or Z would be very bizarre. Like if you designed it that way, would it have to be kind of like diagonal? Like you would actually use it diagonal-ish just to be able to I have mean, the buttons in the and the and the joystick in the right posi- position. If it, if it's like hitbox style, I don't think it would matter much, right? You could have it anywhere. Well, the thing is, you could obviously make it gigantic but then you just have this random protruding thing off to the side so if you rotated it you could actually use it kind of like or you this. put the cup holder yeah okay the cup okay fair enough and the, and the weed in. compartment you've right? sold it I'm in the, weed, the weed compartment and the cup <laughs> holder in. there you go there, there you, you go. go okay all right uh next What's question next? uh this one's asked by uh amazing twitter account uh, David's dirty dishes via Twitter says, do you make sure to clean both sides of your dishes? First off, I want to know who took the time out to make a Twitter account just for that. And then specifically follow ultra Chan TV, tub or ultra David and James Chen. Like, I want to know who did that. Excellent. Second off, of course. I, I mean, I have a dishwasher, so I don't have to do too much manual dishwashing. Yeah, that's my answer. I almost never wash dishes. I rinse them off. Oh, we know. And then I, and then I let the <laughs> machine do the work. Dang it, I stepped right into it. Uh, yeah, it's basically, I'm, rely, I'm relying on my robots most of the time to do that kind of stuff. I'm not, I'm not hand-washing dishes very often these days. Yeah. That I time, only... back in the day when I did let those dishes pile up, we did not have a dishwasher. If we did, it would have been exactly the same situation. <laughs> Nothing. Would... <laughs> I I I hand wash all of my dishes. Yes, I wash both sides of the dish every single time. So, I mean, that's a straightforward right. answer as you can get. So, what about you? Thanks Tubo? for the Twitter account. That is hilarious. Yeah, dishwasher. As I said, I have a dishwasher. Okay. Now, this next question is very interesting to me. Fat Cat via Twitter asks, "Who has the second Worst food takes in the FGC. Who's the first? Yeah. Does he already one? have a first in mind? Is that? I mean, the... there is, there is, there's a few that could be first. Yeah, that's true. There are um, people out there who only eat fries and similar things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could go down the list. Punk has said some wild shit. Chris G eats like French fries and mac and cheese only. Which cheese, man, he's in such good shape. He must he work out doing a that? lot. Yeah, he's in really good yeah. shape. Yeah. 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 He, he said he's been trying more things, though. He said he has been trying more things. He, he I believe, said, on he, Twitter. I, yeah. Just based on other stuff that he's been talking about lately, that can, that makes sense. And that's cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Just, you know, changing his perspective on life. Yeah. I think. Well, we know Big for Little. This, we know uh, uh, Apology Man can't do that. Yeah. We, we know Beneath is. <laughs> can't cook I cereal. Think, <laughs> Actually, he can cook Batman. cereal. He's one of the only people who does yeah, cook he's cereal. Does cook it right? Uh, I think because I'm Batman, just a kid or just a whatever he goes by now. He changes the name every year. Dry I think pancakes? he has the second worst. The just, second worst. Who does? Okay. okay. Uh, ju- just a kid, or he oh, used to okay, go be- okay. because I'm Batman. I've never stopped calling him that. Right. Is that his original name? His, his, his original name was B C U Z. I'm Batman. And that face you're making, David, is why I'll never let him forget it. It was the worst name <laughs> because of Batman. I but mean, he's just not a even, kid is really bad, too. But the thing is, he's not David even just, just a kid just anymore. He calls himself Justa now. 
He's just well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He changes his name every year because they've all been terrible choices, just like his food takes. Second worst in the FGC. Wow. Blown Boom. up. Blown up. But it's just a weird question. Who has the second worst take? Because like it's I feel like that way means more specific. I like that. We have to we have to determine who we feel like is the worst and then go with the second worst. I and think we- this was designed to avoid the argument of who's worst because we can all have our own worst and then our own second worst. We don't have to like determine a first worst because there's so many bad takes. There's <laughs> yeah. so many bad takes. You, were you there when uh, Wolfcrone was out in L.A. and we went out to Chinese food with him? I don't remember if you were there or not. Yeah, I, I was, was not there. there. I was oh, there. maybe you're talking to yeah, you. Were there. I was not there. Yeah, and it was, it was the very first time he had ever had Chinese food. He was like 20-something years old <laughs> and I just had somehow never done that. Uh, and I think I think what he got was fried chicken. Is that right? <laughs> Something like that. I mean, yeah. I mean, if like you don't he, trust anything on the menu. Yeah, yeah. It was like I was like everybody that we were with. We were with like Justin and Sherry and I don't know half a dozen other people, and uh, they were all like, "How could you go to Chinese food?" <laughs> they didn't want to try anything at all. I always that always uh, sticks with me. Rough. All right. Well, and, and, in any case. I don't know that much about food, so I'm no, I'm no cuisineologist. Cuisine. We've heard about your college meals. Take a can of chicken and a can of mixed veggies, and you put it <laughs> on the fry pan, and that's a meal, baby. Dump them in. Maybe you put gross. maybe you put a little bit of salt in there. I don't know. Freaking gross, man. All right, Tabby Nat via Twitter asks, "What's a regular day in David Brock James Brock's life like?" Oof. Oof. Loaded question here. Okay. Okay. I wake up at about 7 or 7.15. And I, I sit Dude, in bed because... Actually, going uh, back to the I last question... Okay. 16-bit did say that somebody, that Dizzy eats plain pancakes. Like, no butter, no syrup. Bro, I, I, I went through a phase of my life where I, I ate plain pancakes, too. Really? Like, that just sounds like... like how They were so damn good. It's just a sweet bread. It's like a sweet bread. It doesn't really need syrup, man. We're just Americans. We're just like, yeah, fuck yeah, sugar. Let's do it. But like yeah, but pancakes are very sweet on their own. But they're dry, right? They're only they're only dry if you let them sit for a while. If you yeah, eat them fresh, that really depends on the pancake. If, yeah, if you eat them fresh and you have like an actual good recipe, not like powdered shit in a box. If you make yeah. it from hand, like fresh, like they're delicious. Yeah, okay. I agree. Oh. I agree. Okay, anyways. But if they're like Lego microwave pancakes, why would you do that to yourself? Gee, yeah. <laughs> please drown that in syrup and butter. <laughs> All right, well, anyways, All back right. to the I question. I wake up at 7 or 7.15. I sit in bed and snuggle under the covers for about half an hour because I can't get up quickly. Then I get up and I brush my teeth, etc. I drink an entire one of these before I do anything else. Then I do my physical therapy exercises. Then I feed the cats. Then I make breakfast and coffee for myself and for my wife if she wants any. And then I sit around for about half an hour. Now it's about nine and I get to work and then I'm working for a while. And then I take a lunch break. And sometimes that involves games, but sometimes not. And then I go back to work and then I try to find something to do that's productive at least, even if I don't have like actively billable hour work until like seven-ish or so. And then uh, I go make dinner. And then uh, my wife makes dinner. We oftentimes do it independently, but sometimes make dinner together. And then we uh, watch Carl Sagan videos until 
Uh, Carl Sagan 42 in the YouTube, to be clear, <laughs> not, not 19. I know, well. I know. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and we do that until like maybe 10 o'clock, and then I'm asleep by about 11. That's the day in old, exciting Davy's life. James? Are you or should I go first? Next? All right, fine. I mean, I, I can go. Uh, I wake up, and then I go back to sleep, and then I wake up, and then I go back to sleep. And then I wake up and then I go back to sleep, I think. And then I finally get up at around two o'clock. Olaf has probably called me and says, hey, you want to grab lunch? All right. So we go grab lunch. We eat. We hang out for a little bit. I go back into my home and then I lie on my couch and contemplate life and wonder, you know, uh, what's worth anything anymore. And then the cat jumps on my stomach and then I pass out with a cat on my stomach And then I wake up and then I think, man, I should really stream. But then I don't feel like streaming because I feel self-conscious and I contemplate life and I wonder if anything's worth it. And then uh, I think about trying to grab food or do something. And then I do that while watching some TV and then doing crossword puzzles on my phone. And then afterwards, I go back to sitting there and wondering what the hell is going on and I think about how I should stream and then I don't stream. Then I figure I should probably go to sleep and so I try to get ready for sleep. This is usually around like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. and then I lie in bed and then I roll around in bed for about three hours because I can't fall asleep while watching Iron Chef on the TV and then I sit there and roll around and contemplate life and wondering if what's worth anything anymore. And then eventually I fall asleep and then I wake up and do it again. <laughs> if you, you could go. challenge one Iron Chef, who would it be? If I could challenge one Iron Chef, uh, I would probably challenge Iron Chef Chen Kenichi only because I would just want to eat everything that he cooked. <laughs> Basically. I don't care if I win. I just want the Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot. I also do my dailies on Teppen. I do my dailies in Final Fantasy Record Keeper. This is all before I go to sleep. And then I do my daily word puzzles on my phone. Uh, like uh, just a bunch of different like little miniature puzzle games. Like na- nanograms, nanograms and, and like little mini crosswords and, and stuff like that. You know, because I love puzzle games. I love puzzle games. So, yeah. Do you have any? Right. Uh, do you have any advice for who to read? It sounds like you're doing a lot of reading about um, the meaning of life and philosophy, and I'm curious if you have any uh, recommendations. Reading. <laughs> reading. It sounds like you're doing a lot of compl- contemplating. So. Who do you think I am? <laughs> reading. Reading? reading for nerds. The only thing I read is on like Twitter on my phone these days. Yeah, um, you read as much as anybody. Yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, basically. Hey, I have been reading Invincible. Oh, and cool. the last and the last Ronin. Last Ronin is really good, but it's coming out way too slow. Mm. Last Ronin is a story of all the Ninja Turtles died, but one. Wow. Yeah, it's really, really cool. And it's probably awesome. not the turtle you would think would survive. 
Okay. Um, so sick, cool. dude. Oh, that sounds great. Which one okay, is the one that survives? No, I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to spoil it. I want people to. Yeah. to oh wait, you don't actually know? Oh, I see. It's like no, a no. I, I I know, but they don't. Well, tell no. You. I mean, like in the in the comics, it's not like. This it's is about this is about Donatello, who is the yeah no, oh, no, no okay okay got it got and, it and got it's it. all in black and white so you can't see the bandana color oh yeah. that's funny yeah, so, that's you, awesome. so you, you have no idea anyways and in the, in the, oh, the turtles carrying all their weapons with them as like a monument to gotcha their gotcha oh, that's okay. okay yeah it's right, really man. it's really cool and it's, so it's actually soon, a mystery. But, it's a mystery. Yeah. Got it. Okay. But they're okay. but they're they they take they're taking forever with the issues. They're they're like no joke, like six, eight months between. So Jesus, okay. okay. Yeah. I mean I mean COVID hit and the team got separated. Right. And, I mean okay. we could run yeah. first one hundred man tournaments, you know, in that time. <laughs> right, yeah, we definitely could. <laughs> but what is uh, your, does anyone what you... want to hear about my day or should yeah, we? Yeah, what is like, your daily okay. life? <laughs> um well it depends on when you want to count my day as starting. Usually my cat wakes me up the first time at like 4 a.m. to cuddle. He likes to lick my face until I hold him. Uh, And then he'll do this several times for the course of the night. And sometimes if I get up and feed him like super early, like say 5 in the morning, he'll (laughs) leave me alone. Other times he'll go eat and then want to cuddle again. So he continually wakes me up. Which, I mean, it sounds cute, but holy shit, dude. When I'm falling asleep at 12 and he's waking me up at 4 every day, it's just like, Jesus Christ, man, I need to start locking you out of my room. So that's where I am with my cat right now. That's our relationship. Is do I need to start closing my bedroom door? He loves door? you very much. You're thinking about mm-hmm. walling him off. Got it. Yeah, that's, dude. That's you know what the are. craziest thing is? My cats used to try to wake me up. I think, but I think that they've realized that it just doesn't ever work. So I don't think they try anymore. <laughs> they've just given up. <laughs> Everybody tell me, dude, not close the door. I mean, in, in my uh, case, they just bother the person I'm sleeping next to because she wakes up easily and I'm just a yeah, rock. No. So it's not me. <laughs> I, I, I mean, my cat sleeps on top of me when I sleep a lot and that doesn't bother me. But as soon as he like starts messing with my face, he, he knows I'm going to wake up. Good boy. Um. So, yeah, it depends on when you want to start my day. Uh, Up until recently, I've been waking up and puking every day of my life. Uh. That hasn't been happening as much lately, so that's been dope. Yeah. Although I did get a calzone Sunday night, and then Monday was the worst day ever. I won't go into details, but it was gross. Um, but generally speaking, I, I'm not. But I still have stomach issues every day, but I don't. I don't vomit that much anymore, which is great. Which sounds weird, but no, that's funny. been my life. Uh, and then I wake up at about seven, seven fifteen. I also lay in bed usually with my cat for a while. Uh, I clock into work. Well, I don't even clock. I don't have like an actual time clock. I start work at 745. And by that, I mean, I open my work laptop and then I go shower or whatever. And then I get my work day going about, I don't know, eight. Um, Work all day until 430. And then I usually either make food or order something. Do that. Then I do a lot of what James does. I kind of just sit there sometimes (laughs) Um, it depends if my girlfriend is coming over or not. If she comes over, I have something to do. Otherwise, I sit there and go, man, I should really stream. And then I think about that because I'm stoned out of my fucking head. <laughs> obviously. I forgot to add that part. As soon as I'm off work, smokage. It is time to get blazed. I have to for my stomach. It's the only thing that makes me feel better. Doctors have not been able to figure out anything either. 
So I smoke a lot of drugs when I get off work. <laughs> I feel better. And then I eat food and because I can finally eat. My stomach's not hurting anymore. Um, and then I, yeah, I sit there and contemplate why am I not streaming or creating some form of content? Because that's the world we live in. That's literally part of our jobs is doing that stuff. That's true. Uh, so I contemplate why am I not doing that? And then sometimes I go, maybe I should stop saying why and just fucking do it. And I do it. Uh, and that's always fun. And then I question, why do I make that so hard on myself? And then yeah. I think about that dude, for the rest of the night, and then I go to stream and do it dude. all over again. That is just streaming. So, like, 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 real talk. The hardest part about streaming is turning on the stream. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That is one hundred. At least, like for me, and I, yeah. I, you know, for you guys, no, as well, dude. Like, like we most people this. say the same thing. Most. most people just, say just that. doing it, just doing it. Like, even if you're like a two viewer streamer or a two thousand viewer streamer. The hardest fucking part is just actually yeah. starting it and doing it. You're right. I will so, say one yeah, thing, Yeah, that's, that's what I do a lot of. The past couple of weeks, though, I've been, um, because, you know, I've just been like, ugh. And so, like, I haven't been streaming and I haven't been pressuring myself to stream. I've just been like, you know what? I'm taking August off. And so I just really haven't streamed and I've been spending a lot of time cleaning my house, which I haven't Good. done in a very long time and throwing things away and recycling things and doing a bunch of stuff and it's been very therapeutic i'll tell you right now like just seeing my house look a lot cleaner at this point i mean it's not like everything is vastly different but it's just you know i mean the biggest problem is my home has no storage space and i'm a hoarder so like it's really hard to figure (laughs) out like how to do stuff so it's kind of one of those two things is a real problem Jay. yeah uh, <laughs> i don't think it's the storage bro <laughs> well it's it's both honestly because there just is no storage space in this home at all like there's no closets there's no cabinets and stuff like that and the closets that are there are very very small and such and so yeah it's 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 a tough one it's a tough one for me Understandable, man. I I can say from just my own experience of like when depression ramps up on me real bad, I, I notice it happens after I let my apartment get disgusting. <laughs> like after I let, like and like I shouldn't even say disgusting because like uh, other people have come to my home when I feel it's at its worst, and they're like, "Dude, it's not bad in here." Yeah. But right, for yeah. me, it feels gross. Like I like right now, you guys can't see it, but I feel like my place is gross. And just this past weekend, I had like a super rough time with some depression. Like from Friday well into like Sunday morning, I was I barely left my bed. I slept almost all of Saturday. And like I got up Sunday and I was like, huh, my place is gross. Maybe that's why I don't feel good. And I still haven't cleaned it up, but at least I think I recognized part of why <laughs> I don't feel good. Like so yeah, like cleaning yeah. cleaning your space is mm-hmm. for sure a good thing. That's definitely a good thing for you. Yeah. Yeah, it took me a long time to build um consistent habits in a way that I could like structure my life around it took many years. And now having done it, when I'm doing something like in that whole routine that I talked about, sometimes I'm doing one of those things that I'm like, yeah, I don't really feel like doing whatever it is, like whichever part of that. I don't really feel like it. I'll just do the next thing or something else. Uh, if when I do that, when I let myself give into that, the rest of the day is the downhill. I, I notice it right away. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so I have to keep up that structure to be honest. Like that's something I've learned about myself. I have to keep that up. And if, and if any one part of it, um, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not the things themselves. It's, it's that I have a routine. It's the routine that is right, important. For itself. Sure. 
Um, and then if I let that go away, then I go away myself. So I have to be really yeah. cautious about maintaining that. Dude, one of the yeah. hardest things that has happened about cleaning up recently, honestly, too, is the pandemic. Like, it's interesting because I have like some old mattresses and I can't get rid of them because no one will take mattresses anymore because of the pandemic. You know, like, I don't know what to do with it. And my problem is when I say I'm a hoarder, it's not just that I'm a hoarder. I'm afraid to waste things. I don't like throwing things away. So that's why I'm obsessed with recycling right now. I mean, when I wash dishes half the time when I'm actually uh, washing dishes, like I'm washing TV dinner trays, you know, I'm washing the, 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 you know, like the, 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 the breakfast tray thing that McDonald's gave me for their pancakes, you know, just so I can actually recycle those things too. You know, I eat like small bag of Doritos. I will wash that in the sink so I can recycle that, you know, like I've gone, I've gone crazy with that. And so it's just like, I have empty boxes that I hate throwing away. I have like, like I said, those mattresses, I should just call the, the, the city to come and toss them into the trash, but I don't want to do that. Like it's, it's, it sucks. So I'm not sure how to handle this. If you need somebody to help triage, let me know. That would actually be (laughs) an amazing day. Oh man. David comes, right. This is trash. This is trash. All right. Throwing this out. See, I, I, I wouldn't be able to do that because trust me, Olaf has tried. Olaf has tried many, many times. I've had to tell him to stop because it's not, because it's not just something that's like, all right, I'll throw it away for you. Then I get really aggravated and frustrated and stuff like that. I have to be, I have to be mentally willing to let something go. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not something that's just like, hey, I'm holding on to it for like if I mean one time Olaf and his girlfriend cleaned my kitchen and I had a panic attack because everything was in a different spot and like I I couldn't handle it. And it was weird. But like that's where the O C D comes in. That's where the O C D comes in a lot of the time. So, you know, it's yeah, it's hard for me to to be able to have stuff like that. So All right. Yeah. Well, this well, is a very depressing note to end the show on. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. Like, couldn't reveal all my life secrets to a better group of two people. Yeah, same to you. And the thousands that are going to listen to the podcast <laughs> later and watch on YouTube. And... All right, let's let's like very quickly go through the last two because they're funny. Uh, oh, there's two more. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Your mind by Phil Rufio says will be transferred into an animal's body and need to play your fighting game of choice at Evo. What animal will you choose to be? I mean, I feel like the, the obvious answer is chimpanzee, right? I choose human being. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Got him. So if it's not a human, I feel like it has to be like a chimp, right? Like it, you want to have opposable thumb and fingers. I feel like that's like the obvious. Who the needs obvious opposable thumbs when you can be an octopus? I was just going to say it's an octopus. That's my, that's my answer. Does could octop- it survive outside of the water long enough to play its match? I mean, maybe I just invent 
uh, you know, you need to invent it. Just like put some plastic wrap around a joystick. You're fine. Dude, do you know <laughs> yeah, how long? Do you know how long octopi can actually live outside of water? There are so I many. I actually have no idea. There are so many stories, like the the octopi that memorized security route patterns in an aquarium, so that whenever the security guard would leave, it would leave its tank, crawl across like the aquarium into another tank, eat all the fish. <laughs> Crawl back out and go all the way back. Dude, octopi are ridiculously smart. Yeah, they're like, smart. There's That's awesome. a, I hadn't heard that. That's awesome. There is a billion of these stories about octopi. Like, or octopuses apparently is supposed to be how it's it is. Octopuses. But, yeah. yeah, it's Little supposed octopus. to be octopuses. But yeah, like these are, I mean, I prescribe to the theory that they're actually alien creatures that are living on our planet right now that they are alien life because people often say that when they study octopuses like they don't even have like like there's things about them that aren't like particularly like earthy you know like there's just weird stuff about them that they don't understand so uh i mean the fact that there's the mimic octopus that can pretend to be another sea animal like, have you seen the videos of these things where it will just, like, pretend to be, like, this other thing and, like, change its shape to look exactly the, like, like the, another? The instant camo and stuff, yeah. Yeah. yeah I've like, seen those videos. They, they, like, dude, these things are, like, they'll squeeze through the hole that's, like, about the size of a pencil, like, and they're just, like, gone. And dude. I just don't think the tentacles could operate properly with very sensitive Sanwa button, which is all I play on. So I, I just don't think that it would work very well. I think I could do it. I think You're, if I had an octopus brain or set of brains, because I don't think they have a single central option there. You'd have your mind. You would still be you. You'd still be smart. Yeah, but I'd be distributed to some degree within this op octopus body in a different way. I think I could do it. I, I think, think I you are underestimating the power of an octopus. So and no, I, I, mean, I, I believe they're they're very smart. It's just the fact that they don't have hard digits to like hit buttons with. I don't know. They can't use their beak to control the stick. Like, no, it'll they just can't be do weird, that. man. The eight it'll arms, dude. They would I, like, I like an octopus. I'm happy with an octopus. They would have to dedicate an arm to each button. No, they can move their arms. Meet what do you Mary mean? Of, no, chimpanzee for sure. That's a correct okay. answer. You guys are wild. It is. I'm looking up mimic octopi right now. Octopuses, oh, because these things yeah. are ridiculous, dude. You guys need to look up. If you haven't watched any videos of mimic octopuses, you need to do that. Because those things are ridiculous. All right. All right. All Final right. question. Final question. Final question. Uh, Ishun Sengeki asks via Twitter, a hypothetical FGC eatery has created a sandwich or equivalent dish if you prefer in your name. What does your sandwich consist of? It's already happened. Okay. Oh, sick. All right, go. It's already happened. There is in Champaign, Illinois. There is a barbecue place called Porgy's Barbecue. And on their menu, they have the tub-o tips. What? They have the tub-o tips. What? And it's a tub of rib tips. <laughs> Wait. But it's not a sandwich. Oh, but it's not a sandwich, but it doesn't it doesn't have to be a it sandwich. It does whatever. Right, I mean, yeah. if it already exists, mm -hmm. why do okay, I need to? Is it just the case that they happen to have sell a tub of tips? Listen, so in Champaign, Illinois, at Little Porgies, on their menu, they have the tub of tips. You did not saying. answer the question. And that's all I'm going to say about that. You can interpret <laughs> uh -huh. it however you want. Okay. But that's sure. what they have. 
for sure. Uh, my sandwich would be a uh, a vegan Reuben. It'd be a Reuben on rye with you know the sauce that you put on there and coleslaw, and cool. it would be Impossible Beef Ramen. I mean ramen. It would be Impossible ramen. Beef. Ramen on uh, a sandwich. Impossible Beef Corn Beef. Yeah, that sounds so good. I got. I've never had that. It sounds great. I don't. I don't that would be take so much effort to make that happen. Really to make does? impossible burger, dude, or impossible meat. I mean, I, I have had. Meat. I have had uh, vegan ramen. Um, I don't know. Why I keep saying ramen. A vegan <laughs> Reuben. Uh, Investigation cone. Deli. Like they do sell it. Investigation cone actually put up the menu for little porgies, and I see it there. Yeah, and it actually says tips. Tumble I'm trying tea. to tell you, that's real life. So why would I lie to you guys? The Reuben <laughs> is the king of sandwiches. Doesn't get any better than a corned beef Reuben. My sandwich would be a salt sandwich, and it would come with a side of wine. There you go. Sounds absolutely awful, but I like the puns. <laughs> the puns are good. <laughs> yeah. So that would probably, I mean, honestly, it would probably just be like some crazy meat sandwich or whatever with cheese. Excuse I mean, me, sir. I'd like a meat sandwich. Yeah, with one cheese. meat sandwich, please. One meat sandwich think, with cheese. I think that's the gargantuan at Jimmy John's. Actually, you know what I'd have to do? I would have to kill David and then I could oh, get no. the meat. I could get, get the meat, meat for, for the sandwich, please, right? Don't mix my meat with milk. That wouldn't be very good. I mean, Is no. human meat vegan? But here's the worst part about it, though, is that one time... You're not eating animals. I was just trying to eat a meat sandwich. I killed David, but I got a book. I mean, that was, like, really frustrating, dude. Oh, man. Yeah, that would be the worst. You can't eat that. I mean, it's like clown college, dude. So I was like... Oh, no. Just a book. What could you do with a book? I know, know. right? Oh, man. Not eat it. Yeah. Just a book. It's true. Could be a cookbook. Could be a it's a nondescript book. How to cook 45 humans, right? How to cook 50 Right humans. now I'm reading a book on Stalinist philosophy under Ceausescu <laughs> in Romania. <laughs> <laughs> a classic episode, man. What um, geniuses. Those writers are too good. Um, All right. Um, you want to skedaddle? Let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap I'm about to up. go get more of this. If you guys are watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe to the channel if you have not already. If you're watching or listening on Apple or iTunes or Spotify or whatever the hell SoundCloud application you listen to, like it and share it and all that stuff. Thanks. We appreciate you. Yeah. And if you are now available on, on this... whatever podcast software you you're use. using. Yeah. All of them. If you are watching this on YouTube, let us know. What kind of sandwich you would have in your name in the comments below? Thank you guys. Have a Don't good be gross. Oh, I gotta play birds. I've gotta Let play us know what you think about Stalinist philosophy under Nikolai Ceausescu. No one knows who you're talking about, but you. You're the only one. You're you're the person who's read that. And Stonehenge is super interesting. I'm sorry. That's just this is the way it is. I didn't is. say it wasn't. I said it was created out of boredom. Not that it is boring. There's a did, difference. Did, did nobody in the chat even know about the Stonehenge song that I was singing? It's by the nope, same guys the who made one. What the Fox Says. I'm sad. It's a good song. That's not helping me.
David's what reading books on red. You don't You're know. You don't know what the memes. what does the fox say? Man, you are. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck? Anyway, okay. Who <laughs> only cares about getting stoned? Not stoned. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Good work.